0: everyone welcome to the felicity optimist versus cynic podcast with us your hosts melissa and fish this is a felicity rewatch podcast we'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it and you know a reminder the same one we always give there's a chance that we could mention some spoilers as we cover this episode cuz look it's not a spoiler free podcast and shoot this is this is one in particular who knows what we'll talk about so just be warned not spoiler-free. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my scientific co-host, Fish.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Interesting.
2: (laughs) That's the word that came out. That's the word that came out, and thanks for playing. Um,
0: Fish, how are you doing today?
2: I mean, scientifically speaking, um...
0: (laughs) i'm doing pretty good
2: today uh i i really enjoy watching melissa come up with these words because she clearly does not prep the word ahead of time she could but she definitely doesn't want to she wants to give you the word in her head at that moment and sometimes the word is scientific
0: yeah sometimes it's not right but it's okay (laughs) because that's how it is what is that song not right but it's okay i'm gonna make it anyway is that whitney houston <laughs> i don't know it's something all i'm saying guys we've. i've i it's me i've taken us off the rails um keep going keep what going. are we supposed to be talking about today we're supposed to be talking about season three episode 14 the breakup kit this one originally aired may 2nd 2001 It was directed by Harry Weiner. It was written by Terry Treas and Michael Zand. Those are some names we've seen a bunch of this season, I feel like. And here's the episode description. Ben's uncertainty about his relationship with Felicity is intensified when Avery extends an invitation to a weekend getaway in Southampton. Meanwhile, Molly returns to New York after a stay in a rehab center and she inadvertently injures Elena's eyes while giving her friend a mud facial. <laughs> while injured, Elena develops a crush on fellow med student DeForest Keenan Thompson. Yeah, yes. A skeptical Sean joins Megan in a séance to contact her deceased dog.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, fish. That's what they told us about this one. <laughs> they kind of cut. Co- they did try to cover everything. That's good. Good news. Um missed it. Molly's staying in a rehab center. Interesting. Um, interesting they put it that way. Okay, so maybe, maybe that's what she did. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So we um we want to try to do something a little different with this one because we have so much feedback from you, the listeners, about Avery and Noel and Ben specifically. And it feels very targeted to this episode. And what we have learned is that when you mention Avery, you're going to get some thoughts. (laughs) Uh, And when you mention Avery in relationship to Ben and maybe even Noel, you're going to get some thoughts. And when you talk about the breakup kit, you're going to get some more thoughts. And so we have a lot of your thoughts. And, they feel so all over the map like i think it really will come to show like how polarizing these storylines are in this particular moment just to hear from you so normally we do our after you listen to this tape you have to erase it at the end but we thought we'd try highlighting you all up front because before fish and i get like really set in our ways and old and cranky um, about our, our takes on this. What if we started by hearing yours and like the very different takes you all have on this? And then maybe we can pull from that as we go. So we thought we would just read through them because they often are counterpoints to each other. What you have to say. Um, and, and then we'll run with it from there and you'll just set the stage for us to give our amazing thoughts on this episode.
2: So yes we would like to change the title of this section just for today to uh
1: after you, listen you listen to, to this, to this tape. <laughs>
2: tape or after you listen to this tape please listen to the rest of the podcast
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a better yeah. better angle for today's segment absolutely well it felt like a good way to start was with somebody who just sort of very clinically explains what happens here. Um, so from Galena Druke's, uh, you know, treatise about Noel, she actually started with a whole history of Noel and Felicity from season three. Here's what she said. Ben is literally going off with Avery and the Hamptons and Ben and Felicity have broken up. Noel gives Felicity this breakup kit. He also showed Felicity the video, the video of Ben to convince her of how Ben felt about her, which mirrors Sean showing Noel the video of Felicity talking about Noel in the first season. Okay. Thank you, Galena, for introducing us to the rants we're about to get. <laughs> <laughs> Those things uh, those things happened between this episode and last episode, right? Because it was last episode where Noel showed Felicity the video. Yes. Which I and did
2: point out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. So thank you, Galina, for setting us up. And now here we go. Ready? Mm. At school for film, Avery makes me so cranky. She's a total snake. And then a bunch of snake emojis. Oh. Stay away from our hottie, Ben. I swear she hypnotized him or did one of Megan's spells because Ben wasn't thinking straight when it came to her.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Now we have at nine at 90s addict underscore 90210. Who says, well, team Ben here, but I still love Noel. He's a sweetheart. He was always there for Felicity whenever she needed him most. I'll never forget during all the Ben and Avery drama when Noel was there for her and brings her the breakup kit. Mm-hmm. Yes, Noel's sympathizer here, I would say. Now Allison Atwater from her treatise on Ben is going to jump in. The Avery situation is a huge low point for Ben. He needed a swift kick in the pants for that, but... I hate the way Noel tries to weasel his way in during a difficult (laughs) time for her, as if she would suddenly jump on the Noel wagon in the middle of her heartbreak. Also, I respect that Ben is upfront with her about feeling confused, and ultimately, what happens with Avery doesn't amount to much. I certainly don't put it on par with what Noel did to Felicity with Hannah, which was, in my opinion, a much more disrespectful situation. I also love how Felicity courageously fights for Ben by traveling to the Hamptons to tell him she loves him. Okay. But Monica Grant has something else to say. Goodness. She says, what Ben did and put Felicity through with that Avery chick was cheating. Whether he had sex with her or not, he was in a relationship with Felicity and he left with some other chick. Uh, It was emotionally... And physically, uh, sorry, it was emotional and psychological cheating. It was really psychologically messing with Felicity's head and heart. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At Soraya E28 rebuts. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I despise both Avery and Lauren, The Avery storyline did help Ben in figuring out his future, which was something he was struggling with for a while. Everything happens for a reason, bad and good things. We can't deny that what Ben and Avery went through together was intense. Ben was clearly affected by it in many ways. And he was also a young guy who was easily manipulated by all the gifts. But that's all it was with Avery. She was buying his attention even when he'd set limits. She persists and persists like a psycho. Avery never seemed like a big threat, as it was clear that he did not love her. But that Queen Shalana75 is a little bit more confused than all that. She's like, Ooh, this storyline infuriated me. And so uncharacteristic of Ben to behave that way. I almost quit my favorite couple after this unnecessary storyline. I just remember him constantly putting Avery above Felicity. Did did we all watch the same show, Fish? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. We've got two more though. (laughs) At Carmara says, I felt like Avery gave me so many feels because I think her character was used to being bought and buying others that real friendship was lost on her. So buying Ben's affection seemed natural to her for saving her life. And someone doing something out of kindness seemed so lost to her. I still couldn't stand her, but wondered how her life must have been so lonely and sterile.
2: Wow. Avery sympathizer.
0: Avery sympathizer, indeed. They're in there. They're in there. Um, But then we're going to cap this one off, Fish, with a simple note from at Ruby and Simba 13. (laughs) Avery is the new Julie
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah which if we were you know on one hand we've we said that a bit about Molly we said that a bit about others like who's filling in but I think to really underline that comment we have to remember how Ruby uh, Ruby and Simba 13 felt about Julie which was that she was a snake and it was okay that her father... Actually, they were glad her father died.
0: Yeah, at Ruby and Simba 13, (laughs) we've heard you so loud and clear on Julie. And you're not alone. we heard a lot of people very loud and clear on Julie. (laughs) So for Ruby and Simba 13 to be like, Avery is the new Julie, I felt like that was a (laughs) mic.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it was like, and she's the devil. Oh,
0: my goodness. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, I think... I. Look, all of that feedback is so cool and interesting and uh, so different. You know, we have people in here who get it with Avery, who don't get it with Avery, who sympathize with Ben, who don't, you know, who who are really angry with Ben. We have people who love the way Noel is being there for Felicity. And some who think that was sneaky and (laughs) conniving.
2: Some people who just get cranky.
0: Some people who just get cranky. Um. So we kind of have the, the world is our oyster fish. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we can't get I it wrong. no,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I mean, I was gonna say there's no way we can get it right, but oh. that's why
1: we're the <laughs> optimists in
0: this. Oh, this all feels so right. Um, yeah. we nailed it. So but actually you all nailed it thank you for starting us off and getting us kicked off with this because that is
2: amazing I'm glad there are so many different viewpoints because it means that one I can think about that as I go and Mm -hmm. two like at least some people will agree with me
0: (laughs) that's the thing like there was one comment in here that really resonated for me um especially And so that's probably going to be kind of an angle that I take in the conversation. And you all, you know, might be able to sort of guess from how I've talked about Avery so far, where I might be headed here. But I just do think it's interesting to see that this is sort of a, it feels like this episode is sort of a Rorschach test, you know, where we all watch the same thing and we all come away with a very different focus area or impression on it and it's fun it's fun to see the vivid reaction yeah. even on things where I saw it differently
2: and I can almost guarantee almost that Melissa and I are not going to agree so that should just really you know maybe quadruple the number of times we've had disagreements <laughs> I mean, we're already up to three
0: and I think it's fair. Right. I mean, and that's, that's part of the the beauty of starting with all of your feedback, you know, uh, listeners, like just to see, none of us really see this episode the same way. Although I think we could probably all allow for how everybody else is seeing it. Um, yeah. I, I do think that we come away with sort of different impressions and I, I wonder why that'll be. I wonder if it's because of our own life experiences or, um, you know, just certain things that we, you know, with an episode like this, you go in with such strong impressions of the characters already before they take actions. So however you saw the characters before you started seeing things that were going on in the breakup kit, probably influenced how you interpret what they're doing in the breakup kit.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I'm so confused, right, about who Ben is. And then Noel has just been a roller coaster from like season one. I mean, it's it's been a roller coaster with these two guys. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm just having to react to this particular episode because in other episodes, I've been like, you know, they're so great. And then they suck for both of them. (laughs) So
0: I, so I think for me, this is very in line with what I've been thinking about the two characters. And it's a, I've had an unfair advantage on this because I knew where we, I know where we've been heading with this from the moment they brought Molly to the show, (laughs) you know, if we go that far back, but also from the moment they brought Avery to the show, um, I have been aware of where we're headed. So for me, I had, I guess, a thesis statement around who Ben is specifically and also who Noel is, but, um, this, everything has lined up for me in that process. So I guess I'm getting confirmation bias and you're getting real time sort of what the episodes are showing you.
2: Yes, but also I would say where I came in before we started watching is kind of where I am right now. Okay. So in a way, this is starting to look like how I have thought of them. And so if it's going to continue in this way, then I guess that's maybe confirmation that I remember a few things about it. Because I will say, and we'll get to this later, you all remember that I I don't remember. I didn't remember Avery, didn't remember the house, didn't remember Molly and the whole James thing. Weirdly, totally remember DeForest and that whole (laughs) whole plot line. That's fascinating. Um, And so like, you remember the whole plot line with DeForest? Yes. And so it's like, and i remember i actually remembered molly in that plot line okay but i didn't remember any of the stuff <laughs> about molly and james so it was so weird watching this episode where i'm like this amazing house i've never seen anything like wait i have seen this <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so didn't re- like didn't remember the house didn't remember any of that stuff deforest yep remembered the whole plot line
0: oh my gosh well- i know Uh, without further ado (laughs) let's start talking about what we think about this episode because we're you know we're we're there we're at that point I think we've we've uh filibustered long enough (laughs) (laughs) um I think we probably need to go through this in order yeah uh especially because all of the Noel Ben Avery stuff weaves together so much but we you know I just was sort of chuckling to myself when I saw the way this episode opened, hmm. where we're gonna we're going to the ladies' apartment, and Felicity has been on a tear. Yes, she has bought all of the huge canvases uh, canvases in the art supply store, all mm-hmm. of them. No, yep. there are no huge canvases left <laughs> for any other artist in all of New York because they're all in Felicity's living room. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, it must smell awesome in there.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I don't even know if she's like applying turpentine here. Like, I think she's working so quickly. She just, she's got to get it out of her system. And so it's coming out in the way of just like paint splatter and big abstract paintings. And
2: I just wrote angry painting.
0: Yeah. And she's, I,
2: she's stenciling words and it's
0: letters that are making maybe words
2: yeah I think at one point I saw slam sheet come across but that was the only thing I could actually come up with
0: well the first the first painting here that she's doing says shots,
2: <laughs> but as she goes and it pulls out and she puts more letters on it yeah, yeah. I think it becomes slam sheet okay but I don't know if that's right
0: I think it's two different paintings but I think we get the idea that there are a similar style like there's lots of bold color there's lots of like swirling and then there's lots of splatter and then there's lots of stenciled letters yes take a
2: a Kadinsky and a Jackson Pollock and then put some stenciling on it and a little bit a little few drops of starry night and There you go. It's Felicity's angry painting.
0: And I apologize to everybody because once again, and you've heard me say it before, but I don't really get art this abstract. Uh, I just don't. (laughs) So, is this good? Is this bad? Is this a Jackson Pollock? Is this a Felicity piece? I don't know the difference, to be really honest with you, but I can tell that this is coming from an emotional place.
2: Yes. It is definitely coming from an emotional place. I will say I'm not I'm not a fan of modern art so i just dropped a bunch of big names all of whom i don't like um so apologies to those of you that are modern art fans if i just equated some living room paint splatter with your favorite
0: artist and you know what (laughs) uh is this the podcast for you if you wanted our hot takes on modern art i don't know but it does (laughs) leave you a vacuum to go into for your own feedback okay you True. could educate all of us right here and now, because you know we're not doing it. Um, <laughs> that's right. If you're a fan of modern art, you just write to yeah at gmail.com and you let us know.
2: <laughs> you let us know, because the things that I want to talk about are those amazing jeans that Elena's wearing Ooh. and that fantastic top and then Molly walks in with her hair looking good and the highlights and she's looking healthy so yes I think she's probably back from rehab okay. um but I would like to say I mean maybe not quite as a counterpoint to Ruby and Simba 13 but it is Molly here who clearly has stolen Julie's little butterfly hair clips
0: oh you're right you're right you're right yes well so so you're right all these characters do end up in this scene elena's gonna enter first she's asking Felicity, uh what's wrong because she's looking (laughs) at the paintings and felicity (laughs) is so sullen she's like nothing it's fine
2: yeah she's got her headphones on she's not really listening
0: yeah take it um, out take it on the canvas you know felicity is going to start in this very like don't touch me kind of place but she'll be a raw nerve soon
1: <laughs>
0: like she won't be here forever but she starts in this place like it's fine i'm fine it's good i don't care i'm just making angry pain it's not an angry painting it's fine <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> it's like, she's just painting yeah it's what she does yeah. she's done it for like three episodes this whole series
0: it's exactly right <laughs> so elena's like okay you're fine well i'm not because i'm struggling with this tracy breakup yeah yeah so there's the exposition we wanted that doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to have like i see no other reason for her to say that here except that they just wanted to remind us uh like because they don't really get into that
2: yeah but it also goes to remember she was thinking about the boobs and then you oh, yes. know, you know Molly's going to come in, and all of a sudden her beauty and insecurities and stuff, and then that links to the DeForest things. So I feel like it, it's a nice intro, you
0: yeah. know. Well, we're gonna get a knock on the door. Thank goodness.
1: Yeah,
0: people have to knock or ring doorbells to get into this apartment now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Molly has returned. She is feeling really, she's glad to be back. She feels at home being back in the apartment. She's clean for the first time in a year. Now we know she went to England, um, right? Uh, So I guess the assumption here is that she went to rehab in England Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and she's clean.
2: Yeah. It's probably also, actually I don't know their medical system or ours. Um, I would guess it's less expensive. She probably went to see family and I don't know, maybe it's like state takes care of it with healthcare or something, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but she comes in and she is, she looks healthy. I mean, she she was not looking great in the, in the few shows, you know, before she left here, she's like, I don't know, they've changed her makeup up and she's kind of glowing and she's mm-hmm. walking in and she's smiling and you know she she's just a she looks like a completely different person
0: yeah and she wants to catch up she's asking about Tracy she's asking about Ben Felicity's well, like it's fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think Molly can sense that something's wrong here in this room with the things that she just asked about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh But she's got a solution. And her solution is a really expensive mud mask. Mm -hmm. Melissa, have you ever tried a mud
0: mask? No, but so my only experience with facials, a friend of mine, Alyssa, And I, when we were living in Vancouver, we decided to, we just decided to have a girls' night. And we, there was this, there was a store that had, I don't know, stuff like this, products like this to sell. And so we shopped there and we found like, you know, a couple different facial products. (laughs) And the whole point of it was like, it was supposed to be organic or whatever. And they had like real, like, her, I think mine had garlic in it and hers had oh, something no. else in it. Uh, but it was, like, chunky. And so oh. we we put these masks on. And they, it was more like creams. And we put them on and we took these pictures and we just <laughs> laughed so hard. <laughs> because mine, mine had, it was like, it was like, Cream with garlic all over my face, like oh. actual pieces of garlic all over my face. And then <laughs> hers looked exactly like baby poop. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, were, there were these pictures we took, and one of them we just had the perfect faces without trying to because it was a little gross. <laughs> and um that is my only facial experience. And could I tell you that I felt any differently after putting that on from before? N- no. I couldn't. All I knew is that I had put something really disgusting on my face <laughs> um, and I felt a little ashamed, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> and there's picture evidence. There is photographic I evidence. really hope you still have and we can post online.
0: I'm sure that I have it somewhere.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It was like <laughs> the, you know, if you're going to have one facial story, it might as well be this. Sure. <laughs> or
2: Elena's because I can say I have also never done a mud mask okay I do not know how like what it possibly has to do with your corneas
0: or burning
2: or burning it's mud right right like has everybody at some point or other like gotten dirt in their eye like I assume they then didn't have to go to the hospital for like cornea burning I I did not understand this part (laughs) I'm gonna tell you I mean I have tried different facial treatments and like I've had my skin feel kind of like tighter and stuff um but no no blindness has ever resulted (laughs) yeah some
0: things went horribly wrong here for sure but but we don't know that yet all we We know is that Molly has brought back the supplies for these mud masks very and Elena's expensive. game to do it
2: yes it's gonna make her feel beautiful again
0: yeah now we're gonna switch over to some sean and megan stuff and sean is coming out of the bathroom he's learned all about meteors mm-hmm. in his time at the toilet uh <laughs> in the loft
1: yeah
0: and I don't know. I mean, is this, does this making the scene feel more lived in? I don't know. I am unclear, but we do know that that's the most grounding thing that's going to (laughs) happen. Yes. (laughs) Correct. Because Megan is currently prepping for a seance with pickle, her dead dog.
2: Yeah. Which I didn't understand was a dog at first. And I was like a seance for pickles. Like pickles (laughs) (laughs) so it took me a second there uh thank you sean for clearing that up for me Mm -hmm. um and it just becomes clear that he is not a believer
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah he's definitely not he's firmly in the camp that you can't talk to the dead
2: or perhaps even hear back from dogs we don't know
0: or pickles if you're sitting there
2: pickles yeah
0: in a in a spirit triangle or circle and you're like
2: yeah dill kosher
0: dill beer yeah yeah butter it's not or <laughs> if you're here speak to us come to the table now like it's not yeah. happening okay no. um mm-hmm. just go Shauna's buy them at the store clearly
2: in that camp yeah and
0: i mean look it's one way to save money to have a seance to try to conjure kosher dill pickles but um I don't think that you
2: eat things during the seance like you don't summon a ghost to eat okay I feel like it's a it's a communication method well yeah
0: okay fair enough fair enough (laughs) well so we're gonna see so Ben's gonna walk briskly through this scene and Sean's gonna be like hey Ben do you want to come to a seance Ben's like uh no thanks yeah he's like I gotta go bye It was weird, though, because where they go from that, where they go from here with that dialogue didn't really track for me in what we just saw. I don't know if it did for you, because Sean's like, hey, are you going to be moping all the time? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really feel like Ben was moping. Yeah, okay, okay. So that landed the same way for you. No, but
2: he was not really speaking. So maybe that's sort of Sean's version of moping. Like Ben's not talking to me he's like leaving again but i think the point is that ben has been yeah open.
0: and i think that's helpful to know i think that's important to know and that's useful for how i interpret ben in this in this episode and in this whole stretch of episodes um it just didn't feel like it matched what i just saw like yeah i agree okay so Oh, that that feels better to know that we are on the same page with that. Because I was like, "What just happened?" Mm-hmm. Um, and now we move to something that might have been your least favorite part of this episode. There where was we... definitely
2: some classical music playing, yes. which didn't help.
0: That's what I was thinking. It felt like this very Renaissance sort of classical art moment where you yes. hear the Bach Brandenburg uh, Brandenburg Concerto Number no. Three in G Major first before you see anything. Yeah. On the screen and is like, uh-huh, yep, this is really gonna resonate for fish.
2: And then what you see is dare I say stupid. Um Elena walks in the door with Molly and well, she has burned her-, her corneas.
0: Yeah, yeah. The first thing we're gonna see though set to that music is Felicity is actually now at this point of splattering paint. Yes. And this is She's where we doing see the, the paint. slam. Yes. Piece. yeah, um, yeah Noel actually happening. is the first person who comes in the room he's like um you okay
1: <laughs>
0: she's like uh-huh he's like uh lots of paintings here mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are there are <laughs> like, quite a few like yeah fine 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 um i think noel is picking up on the not so subtle cues that she is not indeed fine mm-hmm. but yeah. then yeah we're gonna get Elena uh the news about Elena having burned her corneas because apparently that's the thing that's wrong with Felicity right now
2: <laughs> yeah and the uh the treatment for burned corneas which clearly is putting two band-aids over your eyes feel like that's not a I
0: want I want to think there was maybe gauze like a piled up gauze underneath that or something i still i mean my assumption is the reason they did that was to keep the light out sure um (laughs) because you and i are obviously medical experts in the optometry area yeah um Elena and Molly are pretty much going to be glued together for a bit here in this episode where Molly is now escorting Elena, who, like you said, is eye patched up. Mm -hmm. Um, She notices that Noel has a very high pitched voice.
2: Which I had never noticed. And I don't think it's that high pitched.
0: I don't think so either. I think it's, well, it's certainly not baritone.
2: No, but it's not, like, way up there. So, but all right, her, her other senses are enhanced. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and can we just, you know, Noel is, is going to take this in stride. And he is going to talk to Felicity about her painting. Okay. And about, uh, you know, saying that she is like a, a, that PBS star that uh, did the paintings really fast and can we all just take a moment of silence for bob ross here thank you i appreciate great. that um <laughs> now he died oh in my 95. God, we
0: just executed that on a podcast yeah. i am sorry bob ross
2: yes and and he had died in 95 so he died, he had died like five years before this aired <laughs> so uh
1: is he yeah. definitely
0: the person they were talking about here
2: I tried to look up somebody else but if you put like the only person or the only person that I can think of that you would put PBS and paint in the same sentence about
0: yeah
2: is Bob Ross
0: I feel like if you wanted to refer to Bob Ross and make it clear that it was Bob Ross he'd say happy little clouds or happy little trees
2: I don't feel like Noel would
0: say that okay so you you think he'd say the person who paints a lot paintings really quickly well he um so he's still pretty sure that there's something wrong Mm -hmm. he's like you want to talk about it and she's she's still no just not (laughs) she's just not in on this you know it's like Mm. um this reminded me of the line of dialogue from many, many episodes ago from season one. The line is a symptom of some fundamental discord. Remember that from, was that the feud maybe or if that was, no, that uh, drawing the line part one. Um, And I just thought like the painting is a symptom of some fundamental discord. All of the paintings are definitely a symptom of the fundamental discord yes oh um i mean he
2: asks like do you want to talk about it and she leaves the room she's just like i don't want to talk about it she leaves the room and then she comes back out immediately and is like has avery been around it's like so she clearly wants to talk about it
0: yeah yeah um and noel's saying no she hasn't and he's like you know for what it's worth ben seems upset
2: yeah And then we get a call on the red telephone the red telephone of doom
0: ben's gonna call and every time ben's gonna call felicity's gonna drop everything um so ben calls felicity just goes to meet him that is the motif of this episode felicity with noel ben calls felicity runs to ben um did yeah. you notice I also said Fenn there? Oh, uh, it, and
2: I just was going to go with it because yeah, it's
0: a thing now. It's a thing. I've made it a thing. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize. Um, so where is she running to where well, we're going to get an Epstein bar scene with Fenn. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben reveals to Felicity that he did not cheat on the test
2: and Felicity's very supportive she's like okay you know how did it go except I mean they're sitting down and what really struck me about this whole scene is just how awkward it is I mean you know I guess they haven't talked to each other in a few days and it's really the whole thing is just awkward
0: it is and I think you know we haven't seen them like this in in a pretty long time because a lot of their interactions have felt so lived in and natural to us well to me at least um, Mm -hmm. in recent episodes and then you get something like this where Ben acknowledges that it's been a few days since or a couple days since they've talked and that he doesn't actually know what to say or what he's thinking but he just doesn't want it to have been more than a couple days since the last time they talked so it and and
2: what he says is but I needed to talk to you.
0: Yeah. Just, just for the needing its sake, you know, I think uh, if you don't know what you're trying to say, it's really just about her presence there, I think. Um, and sort of like the feeling of connection and yet it leads to an awkward mm-hmm. conversation where they're not really sure what they're trying to accomplish. So I don't know. I mean, cause it's, it's, it's not just like any old, let's just chat sort of conversation that, yeah you know, they've had a ton of those, you know they just spend time together, but it feels like there's something more important to be done here,
2: and Felicity just zeros right in on it and mm-hmm. she's like, all right, well, you you're confused. you don't have to say, is it is it Avery? is Avery why you're confused?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ben says, Ben doesn't know. it's like, I, I don't know. maybe I I, I don't know. Um, and he, he does, in fact, look confused and lost in this moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Felicity says, well, maybe we shouldn't be together then. Maybe you should go and you should figure it out.
2: Yeah. And I just have to say, oh, look, it's the return of Ben the Coward, right? Making Felicity break up with him, just like he did has done before and he did with julie and Mm -hmm. it's like
0: yeah maybe this is i i don't see this as ben i think ben needs a minute i don't think he wants to break up with felicity here well then
2: he should say something because the thing is felicity still doesn't know where they stand at the end of this clearly Mm -hmm. i thought we shouldn't be together was a pretty clear breakup statement. But as we will see, they both kind of had different, perhaps, understandings uh, of where they stood at the end of this Mm -hmm. conversation, um, which will evolve (laughs) throughout. So, you know, maybe it's Felicity reacting to the last time and just preempting and going ahead and and saying this, not really realizing what it is she's saying.
0: Well, I, I do think there's an element of that. Because I think if she had just said, maybe you should go and figure it out, that's that one thing. Still... But to open it with, maybe we shouldn't be together, is yeah. a really big, bold leap that I think if I were in, if I were sitting across the table from somebody who said that to me, Yes, I would think that they are resolved to break up with me. I, I, and, but I think her, her next statements, maybe you should go and figure it out. Had that just been taken in isolation? I think she had more room to move maneuver. I think you have to be really
2: clear with something like that. If you say, go figure it out. And you're talking about another woman. To me, that is also a breakup statement.
0: But I am also not sure to what extent either of them are sure it's Avery. That's the problem here. Like I because Felicity says a number of times between this episode and was it two episodes ago where she's like, I know that you went through this thing with Avery. I can't compete with that. And I think every time she's talking about it, she's talking about the event.
2: I don't see it. I, You know, from that first moment when Ben got into the ambulance with Avery Mm -hmm. and the look on Felicity's face when that happened to the watch, to the Ducati, to the now Ben's really confused and Avery's really moving in and that whole Mm -hmm. back and forth that she had with Avery during the self-defense class. Like, I think she certainly sees a threat in avery yeah.
0: um there may be
2: more to it than that i but i, I think-
0: never saw a moment in this episode where i thought that ben was interested in avery i thought that ben was confused but i did not think that ben was interested in avery i thought that he was uncomfortable around avery in almost every scene that she was in
2: and yeah, we're we're going to have to look into those because i definitely disagree.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, i definitely i think that'll be our fundamental point of like what we're exploring here because um i think when in this scene so felicity saying maybe you should go maybe you should figure it out is already kind of nebulous in terms of what did she say versus what did she herself mean. Mm -hmm. i think opening it with maybe you should go feels a very final like get out of my face um or maybe maybe we shouldn't be together i meant to say um feels like a very sort of final thing to say to open it so he's he's gonna go he's gonna follow instructions here um at the end of the day he does need to go figure this out um he needs to
2: figure something out he may not have to do it with avery in the southamptons
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's true that's true um we are gonna then get world set a song olive indulge me
2: i had this weird 90s like ethereal music it was weird
0: um maybe it was the same thing Da, da, it was it wasn't da, particularly da, da, sad da, 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 da.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that um, part lingers does that sound at all like what you got mapped onto your scene
2: i can't really remember but i remember it being very like ethereal like
0: yeah the the end of it uh happens when of what i was hearing happens so felicity comes home back to her apartment she hangs up her purse. She cries leaning against the door. It's a heartbreaking moment. Um, yeah.
2: I just wanted to pause on that because I think there were some absolutely standout acting moments in this episode. And this is one of them.
0: I, I just think her about this Seen a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like her just getting home, putting her stuff down and just absolutely breaking down putting her hands over her face just and And then yeah and then the way that the camera pulls out and you just see her so small and like you know just trying to get some sort of balance or rest on the wall Mm -hmm. um and she's so alone in that hallway
0: yeah I, um, it's a small moment, but I, I remember that moment so vividly. It's, yeah. it's actually like a, a yeah, it's, it's a, for sure worthy of an award. Um, it, it sticks out for me in an episode of a lot of really good moments. Yeah. So yeah but that part where she's leaning up against the door or her forehead is up against the door is where the music gets a little haunting um, well for
2: me it changed okay. so it went from the weird 90s music and then they changed music part way through that scene hmm. yeah it was two completely different
0: songs so you definitely got something different than i did so i was listening to all of indulge me and that was, yeah. it was quite lovely um yeah. sad but lovely
2: it didn't so, ruin the scene for me because I i mean, it was such a powerful scene that I just ignored the music.
0: OK, awesome. Well, so we're going to go to Dean and DeLuca. Ben is in working Dean and DeLuca. Avery is going to come to visit him.
2: And she is just dripping money. I mean, this... This turtleneck that she has on with the jacket is just—I mean, the, all I wrote down was so rich! Exclamation <laughs> point! I mean, mm-hmm. She's she's so impeccable. Like, yeah, they definitely do a
0: couple dressed. things to show you that in this episode. She's um, she is, she is going to come on really strong because she had already told him about Southampton in the last episode. But yeah, I guess
2: she had talked to him about it, but I mean, I think this is where we're going to start to disagree because she comes in and she mentions it, but I feel like Avery plays this almost perfectly, Mm -hmm. like up until she makes her big mistake. She plays this so perfectly. She stays just enough distance off giving Mm -hmm. him all the space he needs slowly pulling him in yeah and he's got the Felicity smiles he you know this is where you know he's he's got these happy smiles around her she makes him feel a certain way
0: this might have been the only scene where I saw that from him though because the moment he actually gets to Southampton he is awkward Mm, We'll have to go through it. Um, The, what I gather is we heard her mention Southampton to him at the end of the last episode after, no, yeah, last episode after her victim impact statement, Mm -hmm. she mentioned Southampton. So I guess what would have happened then? Because they leave that, that last episode, he hasn't answered her.
2: Well, he says, I I don't think I should go. And she says, is that because you don't want to go or Or because you you have have a girlfriend? girlfriend?
0: So and that's kind of where we leave that. So to get back here, it sounds like that is where they left it. He had he had declined whether he gave a reason or not. he, He he at this moment, he is not going to Southampton. So she comes to Dean and DeLuca. She's leaving that day. She. This is her last ditch effort to get him to change his mind. So she says, after a little bit of banter, um, she says, come to Southampton. And Ben is initially like, no, I I shouldn't go. Um, Avery then tries a few different tactical approaches with this. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, you should just clear your mind. Like obviously you need your mind cleared. Um, there's going to be a party. It's going to be a bunch of people there. It's not just you and me and you'll have your own bedroom
2: and Which she can says see a couple of times. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and she can see, I guess she's, is feeling encouraged by him not shutting it down. And mm-hmm. so when she, hit, when she hits, you'll have your own bedroom again. Um, she has him Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they establish when they're going to leave so we know that ben's gonna go i i feel like i do want ben to clear his mind and i'm wondering like Any option but this would have been fine, right? (laughs) But but like, what options does he have also? Um, He's got no friends. (laughs) Like, there's nobody else that's going to make him an offer of how he's going to get away. So if he's going to get away, it's going to be something he's spending money to do. I don't know what his financial situation is. So I don't want to assume that he's just going to be able to make this getaway on his own. But on the other Mm. hand, like any option, but this would have been better. But for Ben, I want him to have his space. Um, I mean,
2: maybe he could have borrowed Sean's car and just driven and like taken a hike. Like a road trip.
0: Yeah. I just, I was really struck in this episode by how very antisocial Ben is now. Hmm. I kept reminding myself that this guy was voted most popular in high school. And this is not the picture of a guy who could be voted most popular of anything right now. And like, I think
2: he could. Mm. I absolutely think he could that, that like, first of all, gorgeous, right. With the smile and the like shy whispers and the, at least this version of him like non-threatening just sort of you know slightly unattainable guy absolutely most popular
0: lightly unattainable fish yeah, <laughs> he goes to a party and doesn't come to the party for a while
2: right I, that that is so this it's is not, like you want what you can't have, right? So like I guess this so. is definitely like a high school most popular guy thing.
0: This does Absolutely. not feel to me like what would have been. It. I feel like if you were to show me a snapshot of Ben and his most popular guy in high school kind of days. If you showed me side by side a scene from him at a high school party and him at the party he's about to go to, I'm pretty sure that these two Ben's are different looking.
2: I think he probably would have been drinking more at the high school party, but I don't necessarily think he's the life of the party or ever has been.
0: I think that we saw the opposite of that in the Halloween episode from season one.
2: He was definitely flirting with the pink power all. He was hanging out
0: with all the guys and he was with the pink power. He was always with people. And he was always engaging with them in some way, whether it was that he was making out with the Pink bower Ranger or he was, you know, in a group of four or five people when Felicity first arrives at that party. That's what I think Ben was like. Yeah. I, the Ben that I see in this episode looks so lonely and uncomfortable in his own skin that I, I feel like what happened to him? Like, you know, like I- I know what happened to him. We've seen what happened to him, but how did, you know, just as I started to think about what his other options were here, I fully acknowledge like going off to Avery's house was his worst possible choice in some ways. But, um, but his, I think it was a good choice to get out of Dodge. But uh, when I really sat and thought about like, (laughs) what buddy was he going to call? To say let's go on a road trip man like i couldn't come up with anybody and that he, did weird. he
2: really need anybody i mean the whole point of being on your own is and figuring it out is to like be on your own and figure it out yeah which yeah. Well, that's I, how, I that's did his get, only
0: option here
2: yeah really. and i did get that through the party it was like he needed his space
1: yeah
2: like then he came out and he was talking to the girls and you know getting his ego stroked and all that kind of stuff so like I don't know. I, I definitely think, yes, he is more standoffish and more like he just needs a minute, but that was mm-hmm. the purpose of this trip.
0: Yeah. But I, I
2: still see him as like
0: I easily sure,
2: winning <laughs> most popular.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that part will agree to disagree. I think he, he, uh, he is antisocial um, is, is what I was seeing, but the, I do agree that I think, the ob- I think the main objective with saying yes was that he thought he was going to get his own space, and that's what Avery was trying to sell to him by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so i do I do think that that was the major selling point of like, you will get out of Dodge. You'll have space to think. Um mm-hmm. unfortunately, she came with that package. yeah, so yeah. but but nonetheless, um so that's set up. They're gonna to leave it for um let's switch over to elena and molly molly is escorting elena everywhere because elena can't see <laughs> she's going to class and elena's feeling pretty self-conscious about the fact that she's got two eye patches on and it has an escort
2: and everything else right mm-hmm. i mean let's remember she's got deep-seated physical insecurities now mm-hmm. And, that's uh, true that's yeah. true which Richard didn't help with
1: no, um, he did not.
2: <laughs> and so you know Keenan is gonna gonna make his appearance mm-hmm. he is gonna come on and he's gonna say you know I'm DeForest and he's gonna be really nice and he's gonna ask if she wants notes taken and Molly is just like no we got it like Mm-mm. she takes one look at this guy and she goes nope we're good and and i was like whoa, whoa whoa, hold up yeah i mean she, she she seems interested she's like oh you know he's i love his voice it would be really great if he could take notes for me
1: he's and asking guy, if she's
2: okay he seems to care mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she she I love this when he goes to get his books to come over towards her she turns back to Molly and asks is he cute to which Molly does not respond
0: yeah this storyline felt like it felt weird it felt like it felt like uh first of all it felt like oh you could not approach the storyline this way now um no. well maybe
2: you could but I think you could you could at first but there would be definite judgment the,
0: the I think the the thing that's happening here is that uh DeForest is overweight and and Elena can't see that, but Molly can. And so the thing is the way this episode approaches this, it's not exact it's not that it's the butt of a joke. It's no. that it's a it's a very it's a judgment. In this, it's like a very, um, I was trying to find the right word to put to it, but it was like, Elena and Molly are being really shallow.
2: Maybe. I mean, I think they actually approach this whole storyline from a much more complex place than we've seen in most 90s shows, because normally you know, you have this guy and he's like the one who never gets the girl or he's the virgin or he's the like fun guy at the party always making fun of himself. And like, you know, DeForest does some of that.
0: Yeah, DeForest definitely has a self-deprecating uh, yeah. tone.
2: But, um, but, you know, from what I remember and what I start to see in this episode is it's coming from a place of all right, I can't see him, but I like what I know as of right now. Mm -hmm. And Molly isn't stepping in right away because she's hearing Alina talk more and more about it's not physical.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But the thing is, at some point, you do need to be attracted to the Mm -hmm. person. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so I will have some things to say as we go along yeah um but as of right now we've been introduced she loves his voice he's being really nice she's feeling good about this
0: and i have to say and like knowing that you know what's apparently you know this whole storyline somehow so i i
2: I don't know why but i do
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i think the main thing that i would point out is like what you're seeing is what you're getting. With DeForest. He will be world's nicest guy. (laughs) Like, as long as we know deforest he will be world's nicest guy. He will be an an interesting combination of self-deprecating and willing to set a boundary. Mm -hmm. Um, like a really interesting combination of that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What everything that if if you like DeForest right now, good news. Uh <laughs> like, it's very
2: hard not to like anyone that Keenan portrays. I yeah. mean I, yeah, I don't think he's just I don't know. I I don't usually watch SNL, but I will watch SNL just for him. You know, mm-hmm. I will go back and I will watch like his earlier clips. Like I love him.
0: I think this is like, another example of this show um getting actors who just go on to do these incredible things. I mean, we see that from some of the main cast, but we're certainly seeing that some of these, these guest stars or some of these people that they bring in are very. Um, talented. Very talented. I think, you know, Keenan, a lot of that was ahead of him, but I'm pretty sure before the season is out, like we're even going to get Terry Gar, who's going to come in to do some scenes with Sean and Megan,
1: mm-hmm. who.
0: Her, you know, she had a very established career. I just, they did a really good job of attracting some, some incredible actors who had both a body of work behind them, and they'd have it in front of them too. So, yeah, he um, was a good casting choice here, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: so we're gonna go back to Felicity painting.
2: Yes, all the canvases. And mm-hmm. at this point, I wrote, this has got to be expensive.
0: It has canvases, to be. Canvases
2: are not cheap.
0: And and they're taking up a lot of space. Yes. What is she going to do with these? Uh, well, anyway, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, these exist now forever. <laughs> but you going to get a storage unit. So uh, Megan is going to take one look and be like, huh. Hmm. Yeah uh lot of, these are a lot of paintings here um let me tell you about my breakup with Dwayne Linnick <laughs> that's when I got my second through fourth tattoos
2: yep yep
0: and Felicity's like up 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 we're not broken up
2: <laughs> I know it's like your
0: paintings would say otherwise Felicity come on now
2: also your words from like a couple scenes ago
1: yeah
0: She's like, yeah. Ben just needs to
2: be alone. And I wrote down, is that what was said? It's not. I really feel like that's not what was said.
0: It's not what was said. Um, She says, you know, I just, you know, I told Ben to go take some time. Which, that was in there. Yeah. But that is not, that's not actually what she said. No. When you open up a conversation right. with... <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be together,
2: right? What?
0: What? I. It's it's always so interesting to me what people think they're saying versus what they're actually saying.
2: Um, I don't even think she said maybe. I think she just says then we shouldn't be together.
0: Yeah, it's. But I do believe her in this moment that she thinks that they're not broken up, but maybe that's denial. I feel like
2: it's got to be a little denial because before she ever talks to Ben, she, she changes her tune on what mm-hmm. was said.
0: Yeah. I just, there is a definite mismatch between what she is, believes was said and what was actually said. And her and understanding just, of the status is a, just a mess. Yeah.
2: I mean, maybe she, it's what she meant in the moment
0: was mm-hmm. like, take,
2: take a minute on your own and figure it out. And then she reflects back on what she actually said, and she's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, that's not what I said." Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's what happened.
0: I, I think sometimes the stuff is so interesting. I was watching a show recently. I'm not going to name it. It's a minor spoiler of a of a fairly standard plot line, but there's a conversation between a couple where they're they're. Um, the guy is going to lose his apartment and uh, wants to ask the woman if he can stay with her, but doesn't want to ask her if he can stay with her. And so says like, I've lost my apartment. And s- the way he says it makes her say, oh, so you're going back home. Oh. And he think he interprets that as, oh, ah, uh, because I was hoping you were going to like he, in his mind, you can see he was like, I was hoping that was going to be where you said, come stay with me. Right. But instead, she's like, oh, so you're going to go back home. But the way he delivered it, that would be a natural thing for her to say. And yeah. so he then runs with this idea that she wants to break up. He's like, well, then maybe we should see other people.
1: Oh, and wow. you're just
0: like, "Ah!" Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you're watching it. You're like the, the, the miscommunication. Like, I know what you're both trying to say. And I know how you're both receiving what the other person is saying and your insecurities are playing on it. And this hurts. (laughs) Like, Mm. like, what the heck? And you just wish somebody could, like, help be a translator in those moments. I think what she really means is. Um, That is what I was feeling watching how Felicity is here. And maybe Ben. But Felicity very overtly miscommunicates, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, and then Ben's doing all kinds of wonky things in his own head, right? So it's just like there are too many layers.
2: I mean, she uh, miscommunicates, and she doesn't communicate at some points because Megan here comes out and says, "Look, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be the one to tell you this, basically, but you know." Don't tell him I said this. It came from Sean. Did it, you know what? Screw Sean. Uh, ben went to San- Southampton with Avery, yeah. and Felicity just leaves the room.
0: But where did she go?
1: Because so
2: here's the thing. I thought she was leaving to go to Southampton. Right, but she doesn't. But no, she just went to her <laughs> room to, to cry. Yeah,
1: it's, that seems had- to be.
0: This very purposeful walk, like she was going to do something big, and then you find out she's just been in her room all day crying, so she just walked really aggressively to her room to cry. Apparently. I mean, okay, there's that. (laughs) So then we're going to go to Southampton. And all I wrote is house. Wow. I had the very opposite reaction. Really? So there are parts of this house that I find wow. But when Avery shows been around, they stop in a hallway. Yeah.
2: It looks like a museum.
0: But it the word that I wrote was sterile house.
2: Fair. And but I mean, when I said wow, I just meant
1: huge.
0: Big, yeah. I mean, expensive. it's huge. <laughs> it's, it's huge. But like the... Um, When we were looking at some of the audience feedback earlier at Karmara had mentioned, I still couldn't stand her, but wondered how her life must've been so lonely and sterile. And that I read that after I saw this
1: Hmm.
0: and I was like, yeah, that's exactly the word I landed on when I looked at the hallway. I don't know if I would say the same thing about every part of the house, but they have us linger in that hallway. When we first see her, her house and it was it was like mostly white. I think she was wearing white., yes. um and what really stuck out to me for some reason were there were these lamps, these freestanding lamps in the hallway that were just sticking out like a sore thumb. It was like the the black sort of lamp stand, the white shades and they were just like a tripping hazard. But there was nothing there was like no there was nothing around them. There were no paintings on the walls. There were there were no plants. There were like they were just in it, it felt like the set designers had a budget and they spent <laughs> it all on the busts.
2: Yeah, and, I mean there was definitely like sculptures. Mm -hmm. around especially towards the front I felt like that sort of you know vaulted ceiling was the way it was lit was just bringing in a lot of light with all of the white Mm -hmm. and so yeah I mean it definitely to me it read museum like carefully curated don't touch anything
0: yeah yeah it yeah it was awkward in that space um Ben is eventually going to go into what is called his bedroom and it looked different it looked a little bit more homey
2: it it has like a it looks like a comfy couch but what um Avery's gonna she's gonna man is she gonna use a lot of techniques here Mm -hmm. um so she just casually mentions I'm going for a swim later knowing Ben's a swimmer and uh-huh. she had bought him a swimmer's watch. And he's uh-huh. like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, well, okay. Um, let's, he's like, I'm going to go for a walk. And she's like, well, let's meet outside later. And he's like, all right. You know, she's just really slow playing this. She's, she's trying something and, and walking it back and, then trying something else and it's like, okay, swim. Nope. Didn't work. You're going to go outside. Okay. I'll go outside. Uh, I think she, she is a real master and some of the shots that they, where they linger on her face Mm
0: -hmm. just
2: shows you how calculating.
0: Yeah. She's very calculating. She's trying a lot of different things, but I also feel like, um, and I also feel like Ben, actually did go there to have some alone time Mm -hmm. and so he is at every turn like choosing the solitary option whenever he can
2: and so definitely he definitely needs some time but part of his confusion is avery so hmm.
0: yeah the i guess right but like then spend time with her You know, like I,
2: uh, no, he needs to figure it out as well himself. He's going back and forth between spending time with her and spending time alone.
0: Yeah. I, I felt like even the time that he spent with her was very separated in terms of how he was responding to her. So I, I am really, he is going to articulate, like, not to spend a lot of time now talking about a scene towards the end but he's going to articulate later to felicity that it wasn't about avery but what he went through with avery and i don't know when he decides that
2: yeah i think we have to look at that kind of as as we go because i'll also have some things to say around that as well
0: yeah because i feel like i've been seeing that the whole time and again i don't know if that's confirmation bias of of, like, knowing that that is where he is landing in this episode. But, like, I, I don't feel like I ever really saw, um, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I ever really saw the, like, he was being pulled towards Avery, I always felt like I was seeing that he was being pulled towards like what, what just happened with us. Um, I
2: think there's a couple of key moments we can go through.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the only place that you could make that argument for, and I could believe it would be the Dean and DeLuca moment, but the moment he gets here. um, I feel like he's already made the decision, but I, he doesn't articulate it until later. So I don't know. But we'll, we'll talk through it. I think it's good for us to think about that as we hit those scenes. Yeah. Um,
2: and I think another thing that's really great is the way that they go back and forth between the Ben and Avery scenes and the Felicity scenes, because mm-hmm. there's this uh, very stark difference between Avery's calculation and Felicity's, you know, maybe not perfectly, Uh, articulated, but very real emotional state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the next scene is Felicity, who has purposefully walked to her room (laughs) and then curled up in the fetal position to listen to music. Um, Yeah, sad breakup music. Exactly. Which, you know, I think I've said this before, but like best advice I ever got about breakups was like find a breakup song and just listen to it a lot. It helps. Um, at least it helped me. Yeah. Um, so she's listening to sad breakup music. And who's going to come by?
0: Noel's going to drop by.
2: Yeah. And why are you is he okay? Gonna drop by?
0: I'm fine.
2: <laughs> uh... He's going to drop by because guess who? Megan told him all about <laughs> Ben and Avery. And I mean, just. it's normal Megan she's she's told stuff about Felicity but in particular I think it's important to note that she has told Noel
0: Hmm. yeah
2: because she's not the only one who will tell Noel when he should show up for Felicity
0: yeah where do you think that's coming from for Megan
2: I think he's seen as Felicity's support animal I mean, person.
0: Okay. So you're because when you said that, I was like, "Do you think that she's trying to fix him up?"
2: No. Okay. okay. No, I just think you know she like either he asked or Or she was feeling weird about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, after Noel mentions that, Felicity's like, "I don't want to talk about it," and then she proceeds to rant. Of course, as she does. Um, and I think the main the main points of the rant are just like she can't focus on anything but this situation. Um, she told him to go. She mm-hmm. and he went, mm-hmm. and she she is revisiting the conversation that she had with him in Epstein Bar, where she's like, if somebody had said that to me, right, I would think that that was it. Like I, I mean, think that's... we just broke up that's what i think she's
2: been doing while sit while laying there listening to the music is revisiting what exactly she said
0: <laughs> it's like how did he come up with this oh yeah. maybe the part where i said then let's then we shouldn't be together maybe he, and interpreted- maybe he
2: <laughs> because i said you should go <laughs> um was,
0: like if you're gonna if you're gonna spiral and think revisit a conversation this is an unfortunate spiral for her to get into because there is in fact some there there There.
2: (laughs) yeah but she's not gonna fully give into it because she then goes on about confusion is just a cover you know Ben already knew what he wanted and he's just saying he's confused um and I I think we just broke up and, and frankly, she didn't even know that they had broken up. Um, but I think there is something about this confusion as a cover thing, because it's not the first time that he would have done this. Um, and he does kind of let people just make decisions for him. Uh, like when they break up, um, you know he could have said anything but he didn't and i just
0: i uh i just can't equate this in my mind to the julie situation because i think he's actually confused here
2: well what about the first felicity breakup the first felicity breakup well, he made her um, break up with him
0: yeah i i can't equate it with that either because i think he's confused
2: i don't think he wanted her to break up with him really the first time he was confused about you know how much he could give her at that point and like he wanted to still be with her but he wanted it to be like on his terms
0: I think I, I think this is this is going back to like a prior disagreement but I I do think Sean had a lot to do with I think Sean's voice had a lot to do with how that unfolded I don't All think I'm that was in a is, vacuum
2: It's the third time it's happened that's a pattern e-
0: yeah but I don't I see this as a completely different situation than those like and I I mean I will
2: come to say there are differences to this one but I do think this trait that he has of not dealing and then letting whatever happens happen um and and I've called it kind of a coward move you know Mm -hmm. um he can be confused and still say, no, we shouldn't break up, if that's what he thinks is happening.
0: Yeah. The tricky thing about how Felicity approached him, though, is that she sounded very firm about breaking up. So it's like, I actually don't think, I think in the other situations that we're looking at, it was very much like, do I want this or this? Um. I think in this situation he's a lot more lost than that. Like I don't I think I think he's sort of he, he this thing happened and it shifted a lot for him, but at the same time shifted nothing. So it's like what what happened? What just happened? What do I want? Why do I feel like this? Um I think there's not really like a this or this sort of, like, I think it's way too simple to say Felicity or Avery. I don't think that's the debate here, Um, but it could be, who knows, right? So like, I think for him, that would be a very oversimplified way to put this when in reality, I don't think that's the type of decision he's needing to make about himself here or about what just happened like maybe, maybe what he needs to be considering is what death means to him or what life means to him or, you know, like what the EMT is meant to him or what Avery means to him or what, Fel- like, I think there's so many variables in this situation that he is at sea and he actually is very confused. And so when Felicity comes in and is like, take your time and let's do it apart, she actually comes off pretty in the words she's using and it's like I don't know what there is for him to fight there exactly because it's like well am I gonna fight for her to stay with me when I actually still (laughs) need the time and like I, I I just um I definitely can't put this into the same bucket for myself as I did the other stuff. It just doesn't look binary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot going on. Um, and I will want to revisit, I think, a lot of what you just said. Um, but maybe during the, during certain scenes where they're talking about it, or well, they're actually talking about it, <laughs> kind of more mm-hmm. openly. Yeah. Um, we have some more information. But what we have here is just a very you know emotional hug between felicity and noel yeah very different emotions on both of their sides but you know he is there for her
0: yeah and he's like i know what you need i'm gonna get what you need yeah and he leaves to go get something uh actually fish can i put out one other thing that i was thinking about this week and this might be really off base completely um
2: sure we love off base or not
0: let's just I'm gonna put this out there and then you can either immediately say this is wrong or we can examine this further but like I was just thinking back to at the party at the um and to all a good night the holiday party Mm -hmm. and then we see the aftermath in the next episode of the shooting and you and I remarked about how Ben looked very calm and you thought that Felicity was also very calm. And I was thinking about how calm Ben was as he was attending to Avery's medical condition and like trying to get you know people to take action around calling the ambulance. And I wonder if Ben has been in that situation before, not with a gunshot, but with his mom. It's possible. I wonder if his calmness was actually practice. If, you know, I I believe we've established that his dad was physically violent with his mom. I'm pretty sure in the future his mom's going to tell a story about a time when she came to him with a pretty significant injury. But that's sort of the only thing that we're really going to get about that, um, I think, that I can point to. His mom is blonde, both versions of Ben's mom that we're going to see or have seen are blonde. And I couldn't help but ask myself, is Ben calm because he's been in almost this exact situation before where he had to like, uh, like physically attend to somebody with a physical injury. Maybe even when like in this situation at the party, the threat had left the room, like the you know, Sean and Tracy had chased James down, you know, Broadway. Um, but in the situation, if he ever had a situation like that with his family, maybe his dad was still in the room. So uh-huh. I does mean, this add anything for you or is this like weird?
2: No, I mean, I think that it not being the first time, That he would have dealt with it may help um him remain a little bit more calm but i also feel like if something like at least this bad were to happen like repeatedly through high school people are going to figure it out from the just from the hospital records Mm -hmm. um so i don't know that would be exactly this situation or even near you know this level yeah but i also think and this is just the way it strikes me i think it's a personality trait of his i think there are people who panic and there are people who freeze and there are people who run and then there are people who you really want around when there's a crisis and he Mm -hmm. strikes me as one of those people you really want around in a crisis. I think it's part personality and possibly part environment from when Mm -hmm. he was growing up, that he had to remain calm to maybe keep his mom calm to keep the peace in the family, that this is just a, you know, something that is both learned and natural to him.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Seems fair. So do you think there's any point in thinking of Avery as a mom substitute, or should I strike that from the record in my mind? Is that taking us in the, like, definitely wrong?
1: Well,
2: I mean, he was with Maggie and she was a blonde and she was, you know, older and I don't, I don't see Ben seeing Avery as his mom, but I don't, necessarily I I can see Felicity as not his mom remember Mm -hmm. that we were talking about that Mm -hmm. like making a different choice romantically um so I don't think he he thinks of her as his mom and is weirded out and disgusted by that but I do think you know leaning into the victim mentality that is something that maybe does attract him and you know could be linked back um, to like the idea of you end up with you know someone like your parent. Um, so I I think it maybe makes the division and the decision between the two of them an interesting to look interesting to look at.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: But I don't I don't think he looks at Avery and is like she's like my
0: mom yeah yeah thanks for entertaining that i it was a wild thought that i had that i just wanted to unpack a little bit and who knows what we'll see as we go through the rest of this but yeah yeah um hey let's make it light let's head to a seance (laughs) sure (laughs) molly is everywhere
2: um well look they had they had to have at least three people i mean if it's just megan and sean he's not gonna do it
1: yeah um
0: so megan and molly and sean are in a spirit triangle yeah they're trying to conjure up the spirit of pickle <laughs> what is happening
2: uh sean just wants some pepsi that's yeah. all he wants
0: yeah and Megan they invite, won't let him have it they invite noel to join Noel's like huh no no megan's like leave the room
2: he's got <laughs> stuff to do you're ruining the energy um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sean wasn't doing that already.
0: Yeah, so we've established that this is about to happen. And why isn't a part of this group? Well, she's back at the apartment. She's giggling on the phone, talking with Deforest.
2: Yeah, they're having a little phone date. Mm-hmm. She's getting a little little deeper in with the man she has not yet seen.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's offered to help her with her next class for mm-hmm. taking notes. She's what a sweetheart this guy is, huh? Did me yeah sure is and mm. then Noel's going to arrive at the, back at the apartment and he has a gift a for Felicity. box
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's got a he's, shoebox. box are yeah. gonna have a conversation at the door because they he couldn't come inside for this
2: yeah remember when I said I really hope it's something for Elena and it's not the Felicity and Benner breaking up
1: mm-hmm. and that's not
2: what the breakup kit's about i remember Mm. (laughs) that's what the breakup gets about
0: sure was noel has created a homemade gift now i will give my note from an optimist here um just about homemade gifts (laughs) all right they're the best i am not making any claims as to this situation (laughs) but i think that a homemade gift you know, when it comes to gifts, it's one of the most special things that you can do. Those, you know, the kit with redeem one coupons, <laughs> the, uh, you know, like just the effort and thought that goes into, um, you know, in this case, it was filled with experiences. But I think that a, a homemade gift can be a lot of things. It can be something to appreciate on your own. And I, I find that some of the most meaningful gifts have this same spirit like for example when somebody buys a koala and then uh, (laughs) records a wonderful Ben speech that you can hear every time the koala's paws touched um that type of stuff is priceless
2: yeah I I hope you still feel that way when you get my first ever beginner's crocheted penguin for Christmas (laughs) next year (laughs)
0: i mean (laughs) these are the things these are the things and you know often they involve less money more time Mm -hmm. to create but the thought counts just that little bit extra Mm -hmm. you know because you know that time went into it it's it's the love
2: that's what it is it's and here it is. It this this ratty old shoebox is full of all of Noel's love for felicity.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well and also a toblor
2: Right, because that's just candy. That's, that's not just, part of the breakup. It's not part kit. of the
0: breakup. It's just part. Yeah, it's just Joel candy.
2: does not understand women. Trust me. The, that's the chocolate best part of the breakup kit <laughs> is part of
0: the breakup kit. One hundred percent. I would that if I had opened it, it, I would be like tomorrow. <laughs> <right>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but then he had you know a bunch of like coupon type things. So she starts opening. We don't get to see everything in the box. I have a sense that there's more in it that we didn't cover, but there was a free popcorn coupon yes.
2: mm-hmm.
0: to be redeemed with a free double feature movie. With a guest. With a guest, mm-hmm.
2: but he didn't
0: stipulate it had to be him.
2: That's right, because that would be rude. That would be rude. Would be weird.
0: Yeah. Um, also an Aretha C D. Because he He's... knows
2: how much she loves Aretha.
0: Yeah, like the Aretha Theory. theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a book, but we don't actually know what book. It was, it was a really funny book, though. Funny, funny book. Mm-hmm. And then Eunice Crane's beef stew. His well, age is actually dead. Yes. But it's the recipe. <laughs>
2: it's the, well, it's it's a recipe, and, and anyone can make it. But before the beef stew, there is actually a magic show, right. which is actually just Noel doing a few magic tricks for her. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. she maybe hasn't Which seen she's, before.
0: She's, he's not quite ready to do them, but he can He can pull it out. He just needs a little, you know, a little work on it. Yeah. Um, the main thing is that she's going to have to redeem one of those coupons tonight.
2: Oh, I thought he said you have to redeem all the coupons tonight. No,
0: it's just one of them.
2: Oh, well, that makes a lot more sense then.
0: That's a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would have been a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, she makes a good choice. And were I the optimist here... My note from an optimist probably would have been around beef stew okay. and how it should always have little pearl onions in it. Cause I mean, how many dishes have pearl onions? They're so good. Okay. Um so
0: wow. All right. Yeah. That is in fact the coupon she chooses to redeem Uniscreen's yes. beef stew, um, that Noel is going to cook for her. Yes. And good and... on him for being able to cook. Yeah. At the very least, the beef stew. Um, all right, so that's happening. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like Noel put every ounce of his feelings into that yeah. box. Like when she opened the lid, she saw coupons and an Aretha CD and a really funny book. But floating up from inside the box was <laughs> yeah. little hearts. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like I'm like just heart gonna... bubbles
0: yeah
2: um oh my goodness like heart bubbles that she oh. will proceed to pop over and over again
0: it's, it's so fun. hard to
2: watch yeah <laughs> um well we're going to go from that really touching genuine moment to back to the Ben and Avery story where i wrote yeah. hey you know Ben and Avery are sitting side by side on a pool chair Uh, just next to this gorgeous t-shaped pool and they're alone it's just the two of them and she is drinking some sort of hot beverage um and I'm like where are the other people at Avery because at this point I'm not convinced she ever actually invited anyone else
0: okay okay
2: but uh but okay we'll see later that's that's not a hundred percent uh fair to Avery yeah there will be
0: a party it's a it's a daytime party um yeah the next day so they're having a poolside chat avery's telling a story uh i didn't really sit and think about the ramifications of the story as we were as i was watching it so let's talk about it avery is sharing that she had a frilly bikini when she was little that she felt really cool and pretty wearing right i mean not
2: so I mean, she didn't say she was so little she looked she's sitting by the pool with Ben she's like my parents used to throw these pool parties and I had this really hot red bikini mm-hmm. that I used to wear around and so she's sitting there talking about herself in a hot red bikini
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then for some reason she- when she was telling the story I thought she was young like she definitely young said teens she was or younger
2: okay I mean she was living in her you know I guess her parents this house it's not living but you know she was in this house okay um so she was younger than she is now so I guess
0: the reason I went there is so she says when I was in the hospital I saw photos I saw a photo of me in that bikini and I thought it and she basically thinks now that it looked stupid
2: so she's using two things here first, right? She starts with, hey, think of me in a hot red bikini. And then she's like, oh, and let me pull you into, and I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I, I think it looked really stupid. Isn't it amazing how perspectives change with time? Yeah. So, like, okay. Your I see where perspective you, yeah. of
0: felicity maybe and me? I, I see where you took this. This becomes a more problematic interpretation when she, when you, if you think she was like eight. Yes. In this frilly <laughs> red bikini. Because when she right. said really bikini, I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, but Ruffles? she says hot. Okay.
2: She says she looked really good in
0: it. Okay. Well, now that's two different interpretations for you all to snack on folks. Um, yeah
2: i don't tend to think of eight-year-olds as hot but yours i think
0: like yeah but you can feel pretty like high on yourself i think when you're you know i was was not
2: like i'm so hot
0: yeah all right fair enough um (laughs) yeah i mean i would have maybe put this more like i think i would have put her somewhere between eight and like 12 If I thought about this story and you were thinking more like 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Um, So. Well, that changes the context quite a bit, doesn't it? Um, But yeah, like pointed notes about some of the techniques that she's using here. Ben, while sitting next to her, is being a little. uh, Sort of there's like rigmarole that's happening here where he's like, thanks again for letting me stay here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She told his
0: whole story. I mean,
2: he's listening to the story. He's in his head. Right. And she Uh sees that he's in his head. Yeah. And so, you know, he's like, thanks. And then she's going to pull on that. She's like, you know, I just, just wanted to help. It's very clear that, you know, are you, that you're going through something,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um you seem frustrated and it's scared scared um Um, and I wrote
2: I wrote are you sure question mark Ben must have said something and she said are you sure question mark
0: oh um well well he says he wants to go to the beach alone
1: hmm
0: maybe that was the thing that
1: you, like
2: there was something that he said where it was definitely like because I was writing down the manipulation tech tactics
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it was like he's, he must have said something and she was just kind of pulling it back to like you know think about it again like are you sure
0: the the way they close I didn't make a note about something he said that would have led to that except that he closes the scene by saying I want to go to the beach alone like he wants to go to the beach and she realizes that he means by himself um
2: yeah i mean she's clearly like reading him
0: throughout this
2: scene and like slowly trying to pull him in and here again i mean he's got the felicity smiles again like he's talking to her he's looking at her he's acting shy he's got the smiles that he like can't control and he's saying thank you um,
0: I think he feels really awkward here. I think he feels awkward, like the awkward he felt, mm, a slightly different version of the awkward he felt when Nicole was coming on to him so hard. Um, he, in that situation too, was also like,
2: <laughs> but I did not see that this was the uncontrollable smiles.
0: This um, wasn't
2: the like, Oh, take a step back smiles.
0: Yeah. You and I saw it something very different from ben in this episode and some of these scenes because for me at this scene he felt pretty disengaged from avery to me um and i didn't she was trying no. really hard to he engage was him, trying really hard but he was obviously not paying attention to the story about the bikini he was like gotta say thanks to avery now I want to go for a walk alone like
2: I did not feel that at all I felt like he was in his head and that was the only thing that was kind of distracting him but he was thinking about some of the things she was saying especially that you're going through something Mm -hmm. you seem really frustrated and scared like to me it felt like that was kind of starting to pull him in and I underlined this thank you that he says to her because we're going to see it again in two scenes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Um,
2: and I think they meant to draw this parallel because we see these these scenes back and forth. So just keep in the back of your mind that he just said thank you to Avery in okay. a certain way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that the way you end up coming down on this episode will have a lot to do with how you read these particular scenes, Um, because I suspect that you and I are going to land in a different place with how we think about Ben coming from here. And I think I'm
2: almost guarantee it.
0: (laughs) And I think if you're looking at these scenes and thinking that he's like, like our interpretation of this scene is opposite. So... Yeah. that's going to impact how he arrives at his final conclusion because I already feel like he's made his decision that he, it's not. I don't, it's not about Avery per se. It's about the scenario. I find it interesting that she uses scared. As I a think word. it's
2: absolutely. I, I think that's one of the most accurate things she says
0: um what are the moments you've seen with Ben where you think he's been actually scared
2: so I I do want to have this conversation but I want to have it later later when Ben and Felicity are talking okay okay
1: yeah I want to ask you
2: some questions about uh, because I bring my own right my own experiences to this Mm -hmm. and so I'm re- I'm in a certain way really in it with Ben right here,
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I've been through <laughs> stuff like this, and and you've you may been have too. in his position, in similar okay. positions, and so I know how I reacted, and so I wanted to like talk a bit later about like maybe some of like what you've been through what i've been through how we've reacted to that and so this idea of scared to me was incredibly accurate okay and her really seeing him and using it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: okay
2: and i think it's one of the things that it is one of the main reasons that he is still I don't want to say even like interested, but almost kind of needs her in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But again, I, I will need more context on that. Okay.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's first go to the seance. Um, the seance isn't really going anywhere right now. It's not working. Sean's distracted. He wants to go make fondue. And he's playing with the sage,
2: which mm-hmm. smells very sagey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's rough. He's, he, uh, he thinks it's stupid and
0: embarrassing. He, you know, there's some things that they write for Sean. This mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they wrote for Sean in this episode felt like some of the language they used for him in the in the last episode. Um, just in terms of him, like there have been moments when we've gotten a highly sensitive Sean, Mm -hmm. especially in his dealings with Ben, that is not the Sean we've gotten in this or the last episode. And I don't know, he's also this really rough around the edge, like bull in a China shop type of guy who will just go and say the thing. But I guess this doesn't totally, something doesn't resonate for me and I don't know which one it is. Um, He
2: says- When we've seen the, when we've seen the Sean with Ben, who really gets it right. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's often because he is just saying the thing in his head. It just, he happens to be right at that moment.
0: But this, yeah, maybe, maybe he
2: says. The thing that didn't resonate for me was when, um, was when Megan said, Oh, I want to be a teacher. You should support me. And he was like, you're absolutely right. I should, that was the sensitive Sean that I was like, Whoa, where did that guy come from?
0: That sounded like a Sean who had been to therapy and had that language and that hasn't happened yet. So I don't know. Yeah. That also struck me the sentence, I guess I trip up on here is any he's, he says he's embarrassed and he says anyone who saw this wouldn't want to be my friend anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, first of all, how many of those people are you having in your head right now? Because, because we, Noel's already seen you, Ben knew yeah. about
2: it, and you invited them yeah. to join.
0: Like, literally, everybody we know that's in your sphere except Felicity and <laughs> like Elena.
2: Who also, well, Elena might yeah. judge him, but Felicity yeah. wouldn't i think he's thinking about his parents honestly okay. fair enough and like how he was raised
0: yeah all right that that maybe puts some helpful context to it for me um megan is then gonna flex a little here and she's gonna <laughs> fake but we don't know this yet she's gonna fake being possessed by the spirit of kaboom sean's don't, grandmother
2: don't we know she's faking i put a i put faking right okay. next to this
0: yeah, she puts on the voice. She's, you know, calling him by his, well, she's a Shawnee. Uh, not exactly a nickname. But she's she's saying to him that, you know, she left to be with his his grandfather. And she's like, check the closet in her bedroom. She's got something for him. And then Megan comes back. Yeah.
2: Sean's a little teary-eyed.
0: Yeah. yeah the, maybe something happened here. Mm-hmm. um maybe <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we're gonna head back to the apartment the ladies apartment or something Can I also,
2: also just um I just want to highlight that we just talked about that entire scene which involved Molly and dialogue from her and we just ignored it yeah. I don't I don't, I don't actually want to talk about it I just want to highlight she's that she's
0: exactly yeah i mean she's basically (laughs) just like reassuring sean at every point like no it's like this is how it's fine it's fine yeah
2: um
0: thanks molly um (laughs) so you burn you burn elena's corneas and then you have anyway so um we are heading to the ladies' apartment where noel is cooking the stew Yes. and um, He's chatting with Felicity, and he's trying to keep her, I don't know, he's trying to keep it light. He's telling talking her, about family. Yeah, he's talking about the things that the late Aunt Eunice was famous for, one mm-hmm. of which was the stew. Yes. One of which was holding her breath for almost four minutes. Yep. And one of which was writing very effective cursive with her feet.
2: Not true. Two...
0: Two truths and a lie. you found possibly, possibly two lies and a truth. Right. Yeah. I think it's possibly two lies and a truth in this situation. But, you know, Felicity is enjoying it. Um, she is. She's going to thank Noel for what he's doing. and
2: she is. She's going to say thank you.
1: Yeah. Very he's going all out there. Similar
2: here. to what Ben said almost word for word no wait word for word thank you
1: Yeah. exactly
2: what ben said to avery up above and i think in my notes it's up above in my notes um i just think they're trying to draw these comparisons between, between the two scenes yeah between avery and noel between felicity and avery between like you know where ben is i think you know they're constantly trying to get us to look at these, these people and compare
0: them. And, you know, based on the feedback that we read earlier from all, you know, every everybody weighing in on the various situations we're looking at, I mean, I think there's a real polarizing view of whether, you know, we had some who were referring to this as like really sweet from noel and like he's really doing something for felicity and we had one person go as far as to say like weaseling his way in um which is a really specific you know like connotation there so i think um your mileage may vary
1: yeah (laughs) i mean
2: here at this point you know i'm i'm coming down on the he's being supportive and sweet like He's making stew. He's not making a move on her. You know, he's he's got he's putting 8 onions. 8 in the stew. Dude does not think anything is going to happen after 8 onion stew.
0: I don't know, right? I mean, I guess I guess it's impossible on a rewatch to watch this without knowing that he is by the end of this going to try to profess his love for Felicity, but be interrupted, right? So Correct. you on a Still first watch,
2: point <laughs>
0: <laughs> like on a first watch, it's like this is sweet, right. but then on a second at watch, it's
2: point, like, I'm coming down on sweet,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if you if this is a rewatch, it's like this is all moving towards the, this is maybe this is my opportunity to tell her how I feel. Um, But here's
2: the comparison that I think is really important. So I think we are comparing Felicity to Avery a lot of the time and seeing how fake Avery is and manipulative mm -hmm. and how real and maybe messy uh, Felicity is, Mm -hmm. but, but genuine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the same thing is happening with Noel, just comparing the the scenes that we're going through. It's like Noel's trying to be sweet. Noel is also a super awkward guy, and he does not get his timing down Mm -hmm. ever, right? I mean, we remember the baby incident, not the ruby and baby incident but the I'm going to talk like Tracy
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm. incident
2: like he he's not a smooth guy and as he goes along he gets like sweatier and sweatier (laughs) and like I don't see him as Avery I don't I can only compare him to like her and what is she doing she's doing like all of these really calculated manipulative things and he's cooking eight onion beef stew
0: yeah i think you know i i think and i'll probably say about more about this <laughs> yeah i think i'll probably say more about this when we get to the actual like trying to profess his love for her yes, moment um that is yeah so maybe yeah. I'll hold some of my thoughts for that. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I definitely see your your point that they're trying to draw some parallels here, um, but that it's not a perfect one-to-one mapping. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to go to Sean. It's a briefly, we're going to go to Sean getting on the phone, excitingly asking his dad to check the closet. It's a voicemail. So he's leaving a voicemail to his parents, like, check the closet, something amazing. Um, So he talks to Megan, sees that this is happening. She's like, whoa, hold on. Um, I made that up. Yep. That whole thing. I made that up because you were being you were
2: being a dick.
0: Yeah. He's like, that's so cruel. How could you do something like that? Uh, But this voicemail has already been left so that's in the can that has happened and now back to felicity and Noel. yeah we're just a little bit further into this process noel is still cooking
2: and here's where noel becomes slightly more avery-esque i think um you know felicity's saying oh you know i blew it and noel's like but you can't cling on to him she's like yeah but i didn't I didn't fight for our relationship
0: and told him to go he's like what can you do really yeah
2: you can't go out there you know mm-hmm. uh and she's like i'll figure it out like i have to go there you know i'll, I'll get the address from a friend of avery's she, he's just like can't you call him
0: at one point she's like but i didn't tell him i love him and I, that i want to work through this and i was like i'm sure he knows you care yeah <laughs> you know it's just so transparent when you watch him felicity is not clocking any of this Mm -mm. but every time like noel is doing his level best to minimize you know it's probably not as bad as it's fine (laughs) don't just it's all with the subtext of stay here to eat this stew
2: (laughs) well yes and no because here, here's where I see the difference, right? He is definitely trying to get her not to go out there. But whereas I, again, think the soulless Avery has no redeeming quality for why she has been out there. Um, Noel looks at her and says, are you really prepared if things don't go well? I think in addition to him loving her and wanting her and needing her or he will die, he really does care and love her and wants the best for her and doesn't want her to get hurt. And so yes. when she says, and. I'm going, he's just like, or he says, but you're going anyway. hmm And then he just says, good luck.
0: Yeah. And I think he's putting on his acceptance mood in that situation by the end of the conversation. But like, yes, to what you're saying. And one of my notes here, when she says, I didn't tell him I love him and that I want to work through this. He says, I'm sure he knows you care. And my comment in my notes was no losing energy as Felicity gains energy.
2: Oh yeah, I I wrote down zombie walking by the end.
0: Yeah, like he's he's weirdly like it's like it's like he's a balloon and somebody pricked it, <laughs> and he's slowly deflating.
2: Kind of like when Ben dances on people.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I okay, yeah. So I guess I like this metaphor. Okay, um, <laughs> but it's like one tiny little prick, and the air is just very slowly coming out of the balloon and so he's not entirely deflated but you can watch him as she starts to like i'll do this i'll do this i can take this action and this action and this action and i can call sean's to get the car from his cousin and like she starts to noticeably like reinvigorate and he sees it and he's exactly matching that in his like I don't know. I'm going to say deinvigoration. um, <laughs> whatever the word would be, like he's losing life, uh, as he sees her gaining it. And I, I think sometimes about you saying how that he, he often smiles when she's sad. Um, mm-hmm. and that felt a little bit like the opposite of, you know, like the reverse mm-hmm. of that. Um, so, yeah. I mean,
2: so when I look at this scene, I've got, You know, he's there, he's trying to help her, he's cooking dinner, and yeah, I mean, he cares about her. It's messy, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know? Um, And so as she is like, I have to go out there, I love him, da-da-da-da-da-da, of course he's, like, losing hope. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. that Like this was his moment. Yeah. She was finally like, cause she said they were broken up. Yeah. And, but on the other side, I have to look at it. I, I mean, I have to kind of look at Felicity and, and I think you noticed it as well, that she is not noticing anything about Noel. Like you can't here. even say
0: she is leading him on cause she really doesn't get this this level of what's happening in this dynamic it feels like i i mean i i just i sometimes ask myself does she and it feels like she doesn't
2: it i think in this scene it feels like she doesn't but i think later it becomes clear that she does oh and so interesting then looking back on this it's like I think she was she was caught up in the I can get Ben back of it all and wasn't really thinking about Noel but we know Felicity right she has a long drive to get up there I don't think the whole time she's she's not gonna reflect on what happened with Noel as well Hmm. So I think for
0: me, it's way more ambiguous. Um, I definitely don't think she's thinking about it in the car.
2: I think she's thinking about both of them on and off. I mean, I think she does have her mindset on like Ben, but like I can see it nagging at her as well. This thing about Noel.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, we're going to get uh really Fun. i just love ben and megan uh i love <laughs> any scenes they've ever given us with this yes. too like
2: they are, they are they're great off together. the charts
0: the, everything from more paint to sniff to like i, I don't know the, i just the, uh should do you want to come inside shock no <laughs> i <I'm bringing him laughs> like shut the like i i just love these moments they get where they're so very on the same page and in this <laughs> moment they are Really not. And it's so fun. Um, well, I
2: think Megan knows exactly what she's doing.
0: Yeah. And Ben
2: kind of knows what she's yeah. doing.
0: Ben calls the ladies' apartment because he wants to talk to Felicity. Megan's going to answer. And Ben's point is, can you put Felicity on the phone? <laughs> yes. And Megan's going to give a speech. Um, I didn't write down the whole speech, but by I think... What we're getting from Megan is a long-winded, like, we weren't friends initially, and I don't know how we got there, but we're friends now, and I love her. And if you hurt her, I'll kill you. And she says it in a lot more words than that.
2: She does, and she starts with a lot of insults about (laughs) Felicity. And she's like, but I was only partly right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she may have been talking a little bit about Sean during Mm -hmm. parts of this.
0: Oh, interesting. I like that.
2: But um, but she's like, I, I love Felicity. You know, that's where she comes down.
0: Yeah. And this whole time, because this is actually quite a speech, a fun yes. speech that she is giving, where she does want to roll around to a point. But throughout, Ben keeps yeah. being like, would you tell her I'm there? Is she there, Megan?
1: <laughs> is she there
0: or what? Is she there or what? Yeah. <laughs> and when she gets to the end where she's like, I love Felicity. I love her. And if you hurt her, I'll kill you. And then once again says, "Megan, is she there?" And Megan says, "No," and hangs up. <laughs> and then rubs his head yes. so vigorously in the Ben way we all know and love.
2: Yeah, it's like he's he is so frustrated at yes. this moment. Yes, and that's exactly what Megan wanted to happen.
0: It is frustrated Ben rubbing his head because Megan made him that way. I just, it's so wholesome.
2: It's real.
0: It's good, clean fun.
2: Real. (laughs) Great acting moment from Ben. Both
1: of them. Great (laughs)
2: writing. Amazing delivery from Megan. I mean.
1: Give me more. (laughs) More. Um,
2: We we would like a spinoff now. uh, of just the two of them so maybe for some reason being under house arrest together uh-huh. I feel like it <laughs> would be so amazing
0: oh man okay <sighs> so we're going to go to Avery's house there is in fact a party happening outside it's daytime but where's Ben
2: Ben's inside alone, ben is alone and, <laughs> well he was alone but at least here there are people, so I was like, "Okay, Avery wasn't completely lying."
0: Yeah, at least the there
2: are actually the people
0: <laughs> at yeah. the pool party. But we get a we get the the point that Ben has been inside for a while while this party has been happening because Avery comes in. Isn't they're in the kitchen? Right?
2: They're in the kitchen.
0: Um, Avery says. So you could come outside with the people or you could stay in here. It's very like, uh, man.
2: Yeah. She's like, I can introduce you Mm -hmm. around or you could stay here. Like do whatever you want. Again, hands off. Right. She's, Mm -hmm. she's pulling him in. Right. Yeah.
0: And says, you know, he'll, he'll come out and, um, he hasn't moved to actually do that yet, but that he will do it eventually. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of them goes to open a beer. Um Ben, okay, Ben goes to open a beer. Avery's sort of angling in, puts herself in front of Ben, and she leans in to kiss him, and she she
1: does well, kiss him.
0: Not not. So, uh,
2: so she she comes close to him, mm-hmm. and she does the thing right where you lean in close to something. Remember. When Felicity and Ben were, I think it was in the loft or something. They were in a room together. And Felicity was uh, at, she was leaving and she was at the door Mm -hmm. and she was facing Ben. And Ben leans in like he's going to kiss her, but he opens the door. Mm -hmm. And I said, he knows exactly what he's doing to her right there. Avery pulls the same thing. She does the close lean in and then she opens the refrigerator door Mm -hmm. behind him. And then she just continues to stand close to him and closer and like doesn't, he doesn't pull away. He doesn't Mm -hmm. walk away. She gives him every opportunity Mm -hmm. to shut her down and continue to let her slow play this Mm -hmm. and he doesn't yeah and so
0: she leans in for the kiss
2: but he kisses her back
0: yeah he doesn't pull away right away um and then and then but see then i feel like awkward ben returns and she goes into her whole song and dance of,
1: I've she wanted to kiss you blank. for
0: a while, even at the party before James came in. I was no, it
2: was before James, which I'm just like, another point for psychopath. Like, which is
0: like, I feel like she just met them all that night. So that would have, I mean, he just got there himself. Yeah, that can't be it can't be because I, I I don't know. I think they're saying that. But the timeline, he came in late because of the trees.
2: Yeah, but I mean, clearly they were near each other because when the shot goes off, he's able to put his hand on her. Yeah. So she was like, you know, I saw you there. And, you know, it was even before James got to the party. I mean, it just seemed it would it have been have just be... like a
0: moment. She must have just seen him. They might have had a quick interaction, but they weren't this wasn't like they were having a long chat before James came in I think that no this...
2: but I don't think it takes Avery long to want to no. kiss somebody yeah <laughs> but for me what I really you know once they've kissed they give you this shot of Avery smiling mm-hmm. that I'm just like oh she's evil she's so evil like she got what she wanted yeah and she's just got this really like satisfied smile it's not even like a caring smile mm-hmm. you know it's just like i got what i want yeah oh man and
0: ben post kiss is like his head's down he's looking i i wrote awkward
2: i didn't i didn't feel it was awkward i felt like he kind of, you know, sort of pulls back. He doesn't like leave or anything. He listens to the whole story about how much she wanted him. And then she's the one who says, sorry, and leaves.
0: Hmm. I feel like he was handling this situation the same as what with- I feel like what we're seeing here is where the, the thing with, no- remember when Nicole brought the bag of dead rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> that was masquerading as do a guy. I do remember that.
2: Rabbit. I mean, surprisingly, <laughs> I do um, remember that. Yes. Yeah,
0: because I'm never going to let scene. anybody remember that scene with the right thing in the bag <laughs> ever again. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like when we were talking about that scene, it, it was like, Nicole is coming on so strong and he's being awkward and he's being uncomfortable. But how far is he gonna let her take this? Like well, he's he gonna let her never, take all her clothes off. He let her take all of her clothes off. But then what if she had tried to kiss him? What if like well, we, we, see... we had that conversation when it was like, how far would he actually have let her go? And 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 that was a situation where he was like not interested telling her he wasn't interested telling her that he was going to go tell lynn i mean he eventually did that um you know like this is to me that actually lines up a lot with this um in terms of his physical reactions to avery
2: i don't think he would have let her kiss him i don't yeah because first of all she was already naked um well, and notice the difference in
0: didn't she kiss him
2: when she was naked
0: no um before that I, I feel like I heard Nicole say I've been wanting to do that for a while uh maybe they were where they were standing in a hallway
2: yeah like next to a vending machine that but like, sounds right yeah in particular with that scene where she comes in with the dead Abbott's notice how much distance ben puts between them yeah as compared to this where he does not put distance between them
0: on the other hand like if given enough time in the same space as nicole you know like because ben has put a lot of distance between him and avery in a variety of like in in a number of scenes right he's been going for walks by himself he's in a different bedroom he you know he breaks up a conversation at the pool by going for another walk like he's been doing that and he's what? been out he's been inside the whole time this party was going on where she had to come find him inside to invite him to go out so like he has been keeping actually quite a bit of distance but they've been if this is a weekend together i guess so it's like i mean
2: a there's that yeah but also let's put a pin in this and see how he reacts after the kiss
0: after the kiss he just had with Avery yeah I think he's awkward
2: no no I mean let's see what happens in the next few scenes whether he puts distance between them or not
0: I think he's awkward in those scenes. like you and I definitely had different reactions to what we were seeing because uh, when we see them, him next, he's a, well, let's get there. Um, So, okay. First, that's what we want to talk about, but first we're going to talk about (laughs) the apartment. Elena is going to receive flowers from DeForest. She still hasn't seen DeForest yet. Um, She's thinking how sweet DeForest is. Molly is feeling a little antsy and she's like, I need to tell you something, Elena." But then Elena goes off on this whole speech about it's just so nice to go out with somebody who doesn't care about looks.
2: You so know. much deeper, you know?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, guy.
2: can Molly really at that point say to Alina, yeah people who don't care about looks are super deep but you're shallow and you should know he's
1: overweight (laughs) yeah
0: molly bails out of that reveal and she's like you know what um i will help you go to the doctor to get your patches removed that's what i'm gonna do that's what i wanted to say this whole time yeah um (laughs) it's awkward um so now we are back to the party. I think we wanted to yes, talk about. Yes,
2: what we wanted so to fantastic. talk about. So um, what is happening here? There's a really here? fun song
0: playing, by the way. Uh, huh. It's it's from the getaway people. It's called Six Packs. Um,
2: I liked all of the songs during the pool party scenes. They yeah. were very, like, summer, you yeah. know, pool party music. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But um, Ben is not fleeing. Ben is following Avery outside and being introduced around to all of her friends as the man who saved my life
0: and Ben laughs looks down and looks uncomfortable is I,
2: what I wrote I don't think so I think he looks like he's getting a compliment that he likes Yeah, this is
0: not quite sure what to do with it. This party is going to be a real war shock test for us because we saw the same things and interpreted them very differently. I see Ben uh, after basically being who's that guy who's still in your house and not at this party. I see him finally coming out to connect with people, but be not connected with them like any of them, including Avery.
2: And I see a guy who has just kissed a girl who is not his girlfriend and who is then following her outside to meet all of her friends and being lavished with exactly the type of praise that he has been craving around the hero complex.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: And, I don't know. you know, not, not enjoying it.
0: Uh, yeah, I thought he wasn't enjoying it. I thought he wants to be somewhere else.
2: Then he um, could have been somewhere else. She said, do whatever you want. He's not doing, he's not somewhere else. He's doing what he wants. He's out there meeting her friends, saying hi, having a beer, hanging out, the cool pool party. He's sitting down with all of her friends, hanging
0: out, talking up to them. Like, Yeah, but those conversations, he is physically, so there's, Avery, somebody else in him at a table. He looks further away from the table than them. Avery has to keep reaching over to him, but he's not engaging in the conversation. Like I look at the difference between how Ben is not interacting with the people at that table at the party versus when we see the montage at the end with him Mm -hmm. and Felicity at Epstein bar and he's laughing with her and he's giving her a lot of eye contact and he's really like listening and participating in that conversation those are two different bends to me
2: but I also see Avery reaching out and touching his hand and his arm and saying he was my lifeline and in that montage at the end I see Felicity being the one reaching out and touching his arm and like you know touching his chest and he's yeah, like he made and his me laugh and,
0: reactions are different like but it's a different with, situation yeah exactly like with Felicity he's when she reaches out he's laughing he's talking with her it's just looking the two
2: at of them and they have they were dating for like years yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that he isn't one I think he is attracted to Avery just on a purely physical level he's attracted to her I think he's flattered by her I think he like really likes the type of attention that she is giving him maybe perhaps in a similar way that Felicity likes what Noel is doing for her and he's not he's not shying away from it in the way he should if he is really into Felicity and
0: I think the way you phrase that is what i would hone in on he's not shying away from it the way he should but i do see him shying away like he should be saying i'm gonna take a cab back to yeah uh back to new york or where wherever um i'm in i'm gonna take a cab back to the city or i'm gonna take the long island railroad back to the city that's what we want him to do he's not doing that but what i see him doing is not Like being called upon not to be antisocial anymore. So he is at the party, but he is not to me. He is disengaging with people. Um, Like he's there, but he's just like a seat filler. And Avery is trying to draw him in and Avery's introducing him and Avery's leaning over to him. But he is physically looking down, not talking to people and being very like internal so i i just it's hard for me to see that as any sort of sign that he's into her or that he's even into the setting um i
2: definitely think he's attracted to her as i said i think he likes what she's doing but i'm not gonna i mean they've known each other how long now a couple mm -hmm. of weeks Yeah, like it's not gonna be the same as felicity which is why avery's gonna end up screwing up in the end but I have you know I have some questions about all of this um he doesn't he doesn't leave he does follow her out there he does sit down with her friends he does hear all these wonderful things he does let her touch him Mm -hmm. like for a couple of weeks compared to the year or so I don't know how long he and Felicity have been dating now but it's been a while Mm -hmm. Like this is a couple weeks into him knowing her like that's, I mean, you're not going to see the type of relationship he has with Felicity like right now with Avery.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't. But
2: you're seeing, I think I'm certainly seeing something. Yeah. I, I can't say there's nothing there on his side.
0: She yeah I think this says is the there's not nothing shock there. test of it all i think that um we just see two really different things in this episode so but i think that's matched in how many different things all the feedback we got was reflecting also um yeah. and 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 like this this is us nitpicking on this part of the episode where there are other people who provided feedback earlier that uh focused on totally different areas of the episode. So it's just interesting like what really catches your eye. Um we are yeah. going to see Felicity is going to pull up in the car.
2: Mhm. And right in front of her is a gorgeous Porsche. Mm-hmm. I mean that is her introduction to this.
0: And then she walks up to the front door and well, she And knocks. when she's
2: in the car for me, mm-hmm. she looks like a deer in headlights.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah and then she's gonna walk up to the front door she's gonna knock she's not gonna get an answer she's like all right
1: I'll walk around
2: the back go around the side but I gotta say that fountain they have I mean Mm -hmm. as she's walking up to the front door I mean the whole the whole uh Felicity coming there right Mm -hmm. is already hard yeah she pulls up and sees a Porsche Mm -hmm. she walks by these like giant fountain to the door. Mm-hmm. Then she's gotta go, oh my god, and like walk around the side to, and like see this a, beautiful pool and all these beautiful and people. she is behind a gate. She is behind the pool gate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, which felt very symbolic.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean it's so intimidating, I would think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She, and then she,
0: She's like kind of looking to try to spot Ben at the party. And then she sees him. He's at the, t- the the scene we just described. He's at this table. There are three people, Ben, Avery, and this other person at it. And Avery's like reaching out to Ben.
2: Yeah. And apparently Felicity thinks he's having a good enough time that she actually turns around and starts walking back.
0: Yeah. She's, she's losing courage in that moment, but then she like, you see her take a deep breath. She gets courage she briskly walks towards the gate she opens the gate she walks in and she just charges forward to him yeah
2: she walks right up to the table just as avery is saying he was my lifeline
0: mm-hmm. and then she's gonna give
2: then she's gonna say your favorite my favorite accent. line which
0: is probably the only time in the show that it's not ominous for the other person yeah. but is for her <laughs> yeah it's like can i talk to you for a second yeah she's like shaking in her shoes so avery is going to I'm, I'm going to say flex again uh she's like hi felicity <laughs> so <Yeah>. like, <laughs> sort of like she was not bashful and felicity nope. felicity is sort of not there for avery like she's nervous about ben right now so like she's like yeah hey like she she just it was very absent-minded but I felt like it was this very um very in control move from Avery oh yeah even the hello
2: well and did you notice her face when Ben gets up to go talk with Felicity and
1: she walks away
2: yeah Avery just sort of puts her head in her hand I can't remember if she like takes a drink or something, and she's just no emotion. It's just nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are so a psychopath.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, it's just nothing. Yeah. Now we're going to get this is the weirdest thing. So, the setting they end up talking in is great. But when we go to get there, I was like, where are they going? Yeah. They walk like behind a row of bushes. You into know the tra- traditional
2: uh rich person row of bushes mm. to separate you from your neighbors
0: <laughs> but then they end up talking i mean it's a beautiful location like they picked a good location but they had to get us from point a to point b and that was weird the process but then you know as you do when you're rich she just has like a meadow in her back yeah. <laughs> it, o- it
2: opens into a glade you yeah yeah with so, wow. deer and little butterflies.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just this really stark contrast for me between... I wish they hadn't walked us there. Because <laughs> I was like, what? Why? It felt like... <laughs> it felt like this is how the sausage is getting made and I don't like it. Um, they're just fine. slightly off the golf
2: course that yeah. clearly is up the hill.
0: But I will say... So I think I mentioned to you that when I got my hair cut like, like, like Felicity from season three... Uh, I brought two pictures to the hairdresser. One was a Felicity at the party. Mm-hmm. At, well, at the holiday party. Yeah. And the other one was this.
2: She had really nice hair in this. It would, I mean, it was accented, I think, because of her purposeful walking a number of times, but it had this really nice bounce to it.
0: And there was a nice color palette behind her as well, which I think helped. And when I actually looked at that, I was like, wow, I can't believe I picked two pictures that were that many episodes apart. Because, hmm. I don't know, um, they must have been doing a lot to maintain her hair. Because when I had my haircut like this, I can tell you that the awkward grow at phase starts early and you have to maintain it fairly regularly with haircuts. Um, if you want it to stay, there's a weird, weird zone you get into once you hit a certain (laughs) point where it's like layered, but not good layers. Um, Hmm. so I only get my
2: hair cut every three years, so I don't really. Me too. Um, Normally
0: with long hair, you don't have to very often, but the, (laughs) um, yeah, at this phase, I'm surprised that I picked episodes that were what, like three episodes apart, um, that her hair looked somewhat consistent between those two
2: it did though yeah
0: um so okay uh felicity comes here to give a speech and she's just like ben let me get this out uh (laughs) like let me just talk i've been working on this for hours um and she says you know i guess when you have one of those moments where you know you're you know you're getting the opportunity to say the things you might not get another opportunity to say. Feels like she made the most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, I know you're confused. I get that. I'm confused most of the time. Also, I know you and Avery went through something really profound. I'm not going to, I can't compete with that. I'm not going to try. But here's what I didn't say to you. Um, And then she sort of launches into the like, we can work through this i love you and i want to work through this we've been through a lot we've made it this far take the time if you need it but no i want to be with you if i can while you're doing that like i want this to work out um she's
2: she starts crying pretty early on around the i love you mm -hmm. and she says you know what we have is real it's worth saving and here I think they're just highlighting again, especially coming off of that nothing face that we just saw from Avery.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like the genuine emotion, yeah versus the manipulation mm-hmm. right yeah. And Avery giving Ben, at least in my opinion, you know, all the things that he like needs or wants in the moment versus Felicity, who often doesn't know how to deal with Ben, as we've said over Mm -hmm. time. And this is another instance where Felicity has no idea what he's going through. And Avery, I think, either does or is so good at reading people that she can still give him what he wants or what he kind of needs during... These this extremely difficult time for himself.
0: Yeah, I think this is so, I mean, I really like this moment, this scene. I think Felicity is really pouring her heart out. I feel good that she had the opportunity, to, that she took the opportunity to say this um, because regardless of how this goes for her, you kind of want to know that you said this stuff yeah um especially the the her that's been lying in bed in a fetal position because she knows she didn't say this stuff obviously wants to know that she did so like she she'll never in the future be able to say I didn't try um regardless of how this ends for her so I think that's good I think it's also important for her to acknowledge like you actually did go through a pretty significant experience here and I don't I know I don't have that to share with you and that that it's a big deal and I think that's important that she's acknowledging that I think it's important that she's acknowledging that the only time she really mentions Avery in this context it's like I get that you and Avery went through something profound I like I think the focus there is on the profound thing Um, And she's not lingering on, like, you must love her. Like, she's not putting that onto this. It's just, like, there was this thing that happened, and, like, it was a big deal. Um, So I like that she is saying things like that. Um, Ben and Avery, you know... I think that Avery and Ben did indeed go through something profound and I think that they went through a different profound thing each of them together you know like I think you know in your take that Avery is a psychopath it feels like she's coming off kind of undaunted from this stuff but that she understands what Ben's seeing in the situation and is latching on to that mm-hmm. um I mean, she did have like the most traumatic possible thing that could happen to her happen. She died, (laughs) she came back to life. You know, like that's a lot. And it should be registering for her in a similar way to what it is with Ben. I just think that she's too like brick wall to process things in that way. Um, But she knows that Ben is processing it in that way. So in a way, Ben is actually alone. In his processing of this situation. He thinks Avery's Avery's talking the talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because she's trying to to get through to him, but actually Ben's alone in this situation. He is the only person who is really feeling about the situation that happened the way that he is. Yeah. Um
2: but Felicity also doesn't understand what he's going through yeah although he i think does believe that avery uh is going through something similar or at least the way she's talking to him understands what he needs so while he does hug felicity he also can't do anything about it at that point he i mean he just says to her you know i wish i could say something to make it better but i'm still confused i.e i'm staying and you're leaving mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah um he thanks her for driving out well he can't believe that she drove out to see him um i think that he's i think that he's moved by her and by this show of, of emotion but he's he's still confused, confused. Like he says it. Um, So I, I don't think he's impervious to the, like the display that he's getting from Felicity at all. But, and I think the hug is like, he's compelled to hug her because there she is like pouring her heart out and crying in front of him. And, and he goes in for that hug and it's like, he does, he is going in for that physical affection. He's, he's initiating that um but he's still as much of a mess as he was like a day ago when he drove up here to begin with
2: like this doesn't fix anything like this doesn't
0: actually answer the questions he was trying to tackle yeah what questions he's trying to tackle i don't know
2: <laughs> but well, like this is i guess this is good to place as any i just kind of want to ask you because I'd like to compare maybe our experiences um like do you have a moment where you like realized you were going to die like oh. fully like mortality and do you remember how you felt and what you needed and what you got
1: I from haven't had other a
2: like that no. Oh, okay so i had a number of a number of moments like that uh, i guess when i was a little like very much very little um i can't say this correctly when it was about ben's age right i was a little younger mm-hmm. and you know i went through these series of traumatic events i was living in africa for the first time I'd never seen any of the stuff before. And I saw quite a few people like killed right in front of me. And I was around a number of people who died and Mm -hmm. I got it. I was like, I'm going to die. And I just remember um, curling up and crying and saying, I don't want to die with like I was really scared like I was Mm -hmm. really I was scared to go to bed at night because I thought when I that I wasn't gonna wake up in the morning that was just gonna be dead and the I think it just freaked the people who were around me out and they didn't know how to they didn't know how to deal with it they didn't know what to say they really didn't say anything. There Mm -hmm. was like no comfort there. There, it was just kind of like, like I was completely alone. Mm -hmm. And I was terrified. And there was nothing that other people could do or say. And the things that Avery is doing are what you would need right she's being accommodating in every kind of way she's like you need to get out of here let's get out of here you need to be alone be alone like she's reaffirming everything that he says Mm -hmm. she's um she's putting him in this place that is giving him power saying oh you saved my life like he was my lifeline at a point when he couldn't do anything Mm
1: -hmm. he he
2: actually wasn't able to do anything yeah and I mean I actually had people say like judge me to you know come out and say things like well why didn't you do anything Mm -hmm. what what was I supposed to do right so Mm -hmm. it's like I am in this with Ben. I get that he's confused. I get how attractive Avery is and how comforting and how necessary she, she is in this moment because, you know, Felicity doesn't get it. She doesn't know what to say. She is coming from a place of real emotion and but but messy isn't what you need at that moment you need, and
0: she she knows that she 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 knows what she doesn't know
2: she knows but how that there's something that? she doesn't know yeah but i don't i she doesn't know what to do for him
0: yeah
2: and there are things you can do for him and avery is doing them yeah And i so wonder i wish I we would it. get
0: more I wish we would be able to get more of Ben's thoughts on that piece of it. We only got a little bit of them, right? Because the, when we got them, it was the documentary right after the party, after the holiday party. After, after the aftermath, um, we get the interviews with everybody. We open with Ben who says Avery died. And you think that you're heading in the direction of Avery actually died. But then they come back to him later and he's like, and then they, they shocked her heart and they brought her back or he, I think there was one EMT that we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, and like they brought her back to life and Sean behind the camera says that's amazing. And Ben says that it was more than amazing. And he's sort of like drops into himself, looks down, and he's like obviously revisiting some images in his mind as he's saying it. So I wonder for him, like with with the way that you're paralleling your own life situations with sound really intense. Um he had part of the experience you had. And then in addition to that, he had the experience of that person being revived. And it doesn't sound like you saw that piece. So I don't know for him. I did see that piece um,
2: for some people and not for others. Okay. Um, And it wasn't like a a heart shock kind of thing. It was like a coming back. I don't really want to go into like the details but like it was it was a coming back from the edge let's just say that that happened over a fairly short period of time yeah and it happened for some and it didn't happen for others so you kind of or at least i kind of wonder right why why this person why not that person Mm -hmm. like what's going on what is my role in all of this um am I I supposed to be doing something I think it
0: would be so interesting to have gotten more I'm trying to remember if we're going to hear him talk about it at all later but um which we we might uh but from to to this point from what we've gotten so far I just want to hear so much more about what's happening in his brain around death and life
2: yeah and i didn't i mean other than like serious breakdown i had that one night not getting the responses that i needed i just like i didn't talk about it for a while and
1: -hmm. then i
2: had like that one time and then i didn't talk about it again for like a really long time yeah so for me when Ben is looking down when Ben is in his head I remember what that was like Mm -hmm. I was doing that too I was just like thinking about stuff and I was not talking to other people about it and I was very distracted by it um and and I wonder
0: for him where where the fixation is landing more or if it's like equal is it the she died part, is it the memory of her coming back to life? Is it both in equal measure? Is it triggering at different times for different reasons? Um, We just, we don't have that information. But it's such a big deal. And I think in a way it's a little, I mean, look, this is what this show is, right? It's a show it's more a show about relationships than a show that's going to get like really existential with the death versus life conversation. Like they're going to do that through a relationship dynamic because. Uh, unless you're null, Yeah. I mean, they do that for an episode. Right. But I feel like the, the show's wheelhouse is in the relationship dynamics. So they're not going to have Ben go off on his own and be pondering the big life questions for the rest of the season the show um
1: but
0: But i I do think that's what's interesting about this because when i look at avery i see that this is the show's attempt to tackle the conflict around that without being able to tackle it (laughs) which is falls really short because um you just can't do that without addressing it head-on i don't know I mean, it's
2: a certain take on it, right? It's mm-hmm. a person taking advantage yeah. of another person's trauma and, and their reactions to it.
0: Yeah. Like, um, I will say, Fish, that the um, his, his exploration of this will keep evolving. But I don't know to the extent of him giving, like, a dissertation on death versus life, you know? Um no
2: i we can't imagine sp- anyone would want to do i mean there i'm sure there's a few people that do um but it's generally if it's something that's terrifying um you don't really want to talk about it because it's uh brings it back yeah so i think that's it, what's yeah.
0: that's what's hard for me about hearing people who are fans of the show and we've definitely gotten feedback like this we get a lot of feedback like this because people hate avery um and Avery brings up these really strong feelings from people and i think a lot of times people will, will be like you know Avery hate Avery hate those episodes hate this like you you like she wasn't we didn't need this i actually think we do um because she is the only manifestation we're getting in this moment of a really serious thing that happened
2: yeah i one I like the actress and Mm -hmm. she's really good Two, I like analyzing how she just manipulates people I mean and is a real pro at it yeah but also in the way that you've been talking about her I almost feel like sort of like imagine Ben's like a burn victim Mm -hmm. and you know they put that fake skin on top Mm -hmm. i feel like avery's the fake skin
1: oh interesting like
2: she's fake she's not real but she's doing all the things that you need and in that moment when you have a third degree burn Mm -hmm. you need something and so she does serve this purpose for ben where he didn't have anyone else to do this for him so his options were regrow the skin on your own which is incredibly painful or use the fake skin
1: mm-hmm. and I
2: think he chose use the fake skin as I think most of us would so I don't really blame him for that
1: yeah
2: um but that's I think that's
0: a good kind of how I see her I think that's a really good metaphor, not one I would have thought of, but I like that. I like the idea of that. And I think that resonates for me. And it's part of the reason why when people like sort of boil this down to cheating versus not, I'm like, I just don't know that this is that simple. It's not coming from the same place as that. I I think, I think there's a more complicated like survival element to it. Um,
2: Yeah. I mean, I will say they kissed.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can not like his behavior, but also recognize that there's a lot more complexity to this than um, in a perfect world. Right. If he wants to be with Felicity, he would not go with Avery or he would go home regardless of the cost or he would lock himself in his room and not come out. Like those are options he has available to him. And you also
2: kind of have to be like superhuman to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like I, like, I do
2: empathize with what he's going through and the fact that he needed something. And I think this weekend away with Avery was incredibly healing to him mm. because by the end of it, once they come back, he is able to kind of, see that it is fake skin
0: yeah yeah
2: and what he actually wants is his real skin back
0: yeah and something that i mean you don't have the luxury of knowing this and this viewing as well is that look avery is not a forever character on this show we do get we do get i think one more episode with her um i was
2: gonna say it must be coming close to the end it's
0: coming close to the end with her um but Even, you know, if on a first watch when we get to like the the closing scene where he has this bonding moment with Felicity you could be watching it thinking oh man, are they just going to brush this to the side now? And that would make me nervous on a first watch that like some other other plot lines we've seen they might just say okay, that story is wrapped up done with (laughs) that now and it might end up feeling like they can't do that with this. Um, They won't exactly. It'll morph a little. Like, just because at the end of this episode, Ben and Felicity have reconnected doesn't mean that he's not still thinking about what just happened in his life Um, and is going to keep trying to find those answers. So, like... I feel better about that knowing what I know watching this because otherwise I'd be really nervous given some of the stuff this show has shown us before that they were going to just disregard it all. Yeah. Cause
2: if it just like, yeah, I don't think that's a realization that ever goes away once you have it. I think it's a bit, I mean, I think I think it's the end of childhood. I mean, I'm sorry, that's depressing. But like, once you realize you're gonna die, guess what, you're not a kid anymore. And you never get that, like, we're invincible feeling back again. And I just, you know, I've noticed myself getting a lot more cautious or like needing to have a real reason if I'm going to put my life on the line. Mm -hmm. Like before I could just be like, Oh, jump out of a plane, be stupid. Cool. No, it's like, if I'm doing something now that puts my life in danger, there has to be a reason, a Mm -hmm. really compelling one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think Ben, unless others start to experience stuff like this, Ben is in a different place than everyone else
0: Mm -hmm. until
2: they experience it.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to bear out
2: and if you're in saying that's way. how he gets to old man Ben I mm-hmm. get that like he becomes much more cautious much more like you know not going to be the guy who gets on a Ducati and rides around like it's, that it's a little different than
0: how that manifested for you but I think that you'll see the route being this in how yeah. he behaves down the road and the ways that he makes decisions and like you're right. Other people didn't experience it in the same way. So I think it just, it's why I think of him as old man Ben, but I don't say old woman Felicity, you know, or old man (laughs) Noel. Like I just, um, Ben's just kind of on his own track at the moment. And, and I can watch this episode with the comfort of knowing that they're not just going to rush this to the side, like it didn't happen and pretend he's just like rebounded completely. And then he's back to his old self. Like they're not going to make him do that, you know, which is nice. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so, so at the end of this scene, uh, you know, you're right. Ben's going to stay. Felicity's going to leave, but she says, you know what? I had to try. I don't regret coming here. Mm -hmm. She leaves. Ben looks after her. Um and that was that was the speech you yep. and then we're gonna go to something completely not on this level at all so we're gonna go to sean and megan
1: uh yes
0: they're in the hallway at school uh it was a little weird to see sean in that setting to be honest
2: yeah but i guess he just had to be so excited while faking yeah. also put faking next to this yeah um that like he had to go find her
0: yeah um so sean yes sean's faking it he's like guess what great news my dad went into the closet and found two thousand dollars it's amazing
1: yeah what (laughs) no
2: (laughs) but she has the the playing card earrings on again which i love
1: nice
2: um and he's going to, you know, he's going to be like, you, you let me talk to Kaboom. Like, I, this is amazing. Something actually happened. You know what? I want you to go out and buy those patent leather boots that you can't afford. Just put it on your credit card, at which point I was like faking.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just
2: put it on your credit card and
0: I'll pay you back. Yeah.
1: You You deserve
2: something special. As
0: you do. Yep. So now we're going back to the plot A again. Um, Yes. Now, okay, so we're at the loft. So Avery and Ben have come back, but I don't feel like, I'm assuming the the rest of it, it played out the way it was supposed to. They stayed as long as they were supposed to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're coming up, it's so they're coming up the elevator. Um, where does this elevator go? Uh, I thought to I went to the street? roof. Yeah. I've only, I feel like I've only ever seen people go, is it a freight? Is it meant to be a freight elevator for when you I move think so. in? So
2: I mean, they brought all this stuff in, they brought the trees in.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. It's always fun when they use that, that elevator. Yeah. It's such yeah. a feature specific to this location. Um, so the avery and ben are coming back avery's chatting about some guy named clayton she's like yeah just ignore him he's Ben's like he's fine he's fine yeah so whatever she's um
2: continue to to work on ben you know you don't regret coming like she's still talking and ben is like his attention is off of her like, from the
0: beginning m- really like he's like yeah i had a good time it was fine She's like you seemed out of it though for the rest of the time there. <laughs> and yeah. he's he's already not listening to her.
2: No, he's not. His attention it goes straight to a pink post-it note. You know?
0: Yeah. Got to see what that's all about. Yeah, so he kind of ditches Avery there and he starts reading this this message. And then he turns to Avery. And he's like, "Look, I Got a B minus on my poli-sci grade, you know the one that I didn't do the cheating with. And, and um, here's
2: where Avery makes her big mistake.
0: Yeah, without really knowing Ben well enough to know that it's a mistake, she's like, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah, I should have
2: used those tests. He's like, "No, I got a B minus." Like, but, but but, like, but, but, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so terrible it's
0: just like but it's awful he's like but if it's a b but it's a b minus just like yeah it's brutal man um she's not reading the room he's giving her lots of cues
2: this is is her big mistake you know she's this is what happens when you're manipulating people and you really don't know them
0: yeah yeah but had she been even like watching his face the cues were there he yeah, was but, happy
2: I don't know I mean the way he says it is more I think of a shocked look mm-hmm, okay than like a, oh I'm really happy so I could see how she interprets that as you know mm. maybe he wasn't particularly happy it's not like he has a big smile on his face okay um, so this this is definitely a mistake and, yeah. and she doesn't react the way that he wants her to react. He doesn't react the way that like makes him feel good. Mm -hmm. And I just want us to like put a pin in that and remember that.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So we'll put a pin in that and we'll head to Elena getting ready for her date with DeForest.
2: And here I have to say, I think this is the first time we've ever heard the doorbell ring and it is a terrible noise. It's the worst doorbell ring I've ever heard oh it's I thought like the fire alarm was going off or like they were buzzing like incorrect on a like a quiz show I mean it was it was a horrible sound
0: so maybe that maybe that's why they were always leaving the door unlocked so nobody would have to use that Nobody would have to hear
2: it I mean now I understand yeah
0: well it makes sense now
2: totally worth the danger
0: yeah well molly is a little nervous uh yeah i mean alina looks
2: fantastic
0: Mm -hmm. yep
2: and And, molly's gonna say she looks great
0: mm -hmm. and alina's gonna answer the door she's gonna see DeForest for the first time for as many times as they've talked um and she looks at him and she's like you're the beautiful voice
2: yeah I mean he clearly knew this was coming right he could see her Mm -hmm. so and he's lived as him um I mean she's gorgeous she has this fantastic necklace on I mean her makeup is amazing and he's just looking at her going all right look I understand if if you don't want to go out you know like, i get oh, it
0: now that you can see
2: right just mm-hmm. let me know if like, you don't want to go out
0: just be upfront about it elena oh. hesitates
2: yes she does
0: she hesitates hardcore oh, it's like a it's a major hesitation and then it's she's like just
2: a hesitation she doesn't she she tur- doesn't she turn around and look at molly or is that a little late yeah she like that might turns be after, around yeah okay yeah it's after
0: either way there is going to be an exchange of looks between elena and molly like you didn't tell me about this and it's like uh okay so elena after her hesitation she's going to say yeah let's go it's it's on me it's my treat
2: yeah to which deforest goes ah bad idea And yeah he's the funny guy starting to be the funny guy
0: Yeah, it's definitely his defense mechanism there. Um, Yeah. But he's, you know, then we're going to see that awkward look between Elena and Molly.
2: And see, I didn't read it as you didn't tell me about him. I read it as she's kind of looked, it's like they're looking back at each other. And Elena is almost taking this on as a challenge. She's like, I'm not going to be shallow. And she's kind of looking back at Molly, like, let's see how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And Molly's kind of smiling and is like, good luck.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: at the end of the day, the exchange of looks is insulting.
0: It, and it's I am, very insulting. It's and very
2: I, insulting.
0: <laughs> and the fact that, yeah, and that's the thing about this story um, it's not played for comedy, it's played no. for insult.
2: It's played real, honestly, I think, because I, one thing I really like about TV today is that we do have more representation,
1: mm-hmm. not
2: just of um, like race and gender and religion, but also of of, um, of body types and, you know, sort of the like body positivity and things like that. Um, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, you do need to be, again, you need to be attracted Mm -hmm. to the person you're with.
1: Yeah.
2: And if that, if you, you know, are looking for sexual romantic love, I mean, there's a whole spectrum, right? Um, if there's something else, then that's fine. Uh, as long as you're both on board with it, but my, I guess the the bigger problem I have with this is what is Elena doing going out with him in the first place?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If she looks at him and is like, there is no way, why put him through this, mm-hmm. right? It's To me, it's ego for her. She's like, I'm not going to be shallow. Like, I'm going to... I don't know, try this out, see if I can make it work. Um, But a lot of it I think is her just, I don't know. I think it's just ego
1: Hmm. and I don't
2: like that. And it is insulting and it is hurtful, but you know what else it is? It's real.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Well, let's go back to Felicity's bedroom door where we find Noel
2: everyone is just telling Noel about Felicity Yeah, apparently Molly called him called him build him in first we got Megan now we got Molly everyone's got a direct line to Noel when Felicity is in trouble it's like the Noel signal
0: yeah they just put the Noel the Null symbol into the air for him to read oh. it and change into his costume. Uh, Felicity is going to be like, yeah, okay, so you were right. Bad uh, <laughs> things happened. I wasn't ready.
1: Yeah. Null, but we have beef
0: stew. Yeah, he's prepared to make good on the beef stew offer. They've already done some prep. Yeah, it's good news. So now we're going to skip ahead to them actually eating the stew. And they're yeah. reminiscing about freshman year. They're reminiscing about <laughs> uh, yeah. I Remember that time when we were dating? <laughs> um, it was so funny and good. The, the the sweet spot right before the Hannah and the Eli of it all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't she? Ba-
2: didn't she say you were her boyfriend? How
0: funny was that? Wasn't, like wasn't that lesson. hilarious? Um, yeah, microwave. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so uh, you know they're having that conversation Noel's checking in with her she has a line that I I really enjoy this line but it's actually harder to use in context <laughs> in life than you might think it, it is. is where yep. she says and he's like how's it how's the food she's like the food is good but the dinner is great um try to use that in your real life it doesn't usually work falls flat I'm just I, warning to all of you
2: I haven't tried it but it is a, it's a good line but the way she delivers it is really sad
0: she's yeah. sad
2: I mean and it also has her, a certain
0: context to it
2: yeah like her emotion is reading sad here
0: yeah
2: Noel on the other hand is he's reading nervous to me I, well, when
0: she says the dinner is great he glows a little
2: yes for that part he does yeah but you're
0: but reading then
2: nervous. he says
0: can I talk to you
2: about something mm-hmm. and he looks so nervous I mean you could say he's glowing perhaps with dewy drops of sweat um and then n- right under that I put of course Ben walks in Yeah, Ben walks in
0: he not only does he say can I talk to you about something which is a modification of a very Felicity thing to start a sentence with but he also then uses her exact so he says you need to like don't feel weird which is yeah. basically what Felicity says to Ben on the stairs in the first
1: episode
0: um i don't know you feel weird about this he doesn't noel does not know that felicity used that language but i do feel like the writers were trying to call us back to that um
2: and to say the situation is weird like you just went out to try to like get him back and i'm about to profess my love to you it's (sighs) this is what i mean by noel does not have good timing
0: there is a real car crash this is this is absolutely, I wonder, like, Noel stands. were <laughs> Were you rooting for Noel in this moment? Did you want, or were you afraid of the car crash of it all that was about I to happen? I was afraid of
2: the car crash of it all. Okay. I was like, I mean, I was like, of course Ben walks in, but also, thank God Ben walked in. I know, right? right?
0: Like, it doesn't... Feel this like this is headed to well. a good place, for Noel. So you it's know. hard to imagine that the people. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. If you if you wanted Felicity and Noel to be together in this moment, are you hoping this will happen? But I, it's it feels like he's not set up for success here at all. <laughs>
1: no. Um,
0: if anything, he's set up for a heartbreaking failure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> correct because like, even in a world where I mean this just
1: happened
2: yeah you know, like, no this is not the time Noel
1: really but, fresh but this
2: is what this. I mean about Noel he's not Avery Avery never would have made this mistake
0: yeah
2: like he is just just a romantic mess I mean it it's
0: it's hard, it's hard he, to watch he's this
2: got real emotions and no swagger
0: <laughs> and he just this whole scene and the next scene he's in are just like make you just bleed for Noel <laughs> crumble inside hard.
2: and die you're but, right um, Ben shows
0: up here yes. Felicity's obviously inclined to talk to Ben and leave Noel and she ha- looks back to... at Noel
2: well I have to put a some sort of award here on another amazing acting moment because ben walks in and felicity is kind of surprised and she does this eye flutter thing did you notice the eye flutter no oh she does this like she opens and closes her eyes really quickly and like does this like yeah it's a flutter i don't know what else to call it um you got to go back and watch that it was amazing it it was not quite on par with Richard dancing with the tree okay. but it is a moment what worth going back yeah and watching
0: yeah okay well then and then there's this really weird like energy that happens so so Felicity obviously her attention is with Ben she wants oh, yeah. to be talking with Ben immediately but here's Noel and the stew and um so she looks at Noel as if to try to get his his okay yeah. like like are you okay if I have the conversation I want to go have right now and leave you to do it
1: and um, Noel
2: looks like he's about to cry
0: it's uh and like
2: he just came back from the dead from when you left the first time yeah he, he defrosted his heart along with the stew yeah and now we're gonna deep freeze it again
0: yeah so Noel, i mean what else can noel do noel's like yeah okay. go of have a conversation what are you gonna do mm. and then felicity and ben go off to another room noel looks like a wounded deer yeah. um and then you actually see that felicity's gonna like wait for him to leave or like yeah, not be visible like walk, anymore. walks away to yeah. the kitchen yeah. before she even though that she's shut the door already she waits but there are windows away. in the door yeah i couldn't the help or full that. Of windows yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean i feel like i didn't even really see shades there they must have a curtain that you could pull across i feel like there is a curtain maybe um they didn't but, they didn't they're just having a conversation out in the open but at least Noel has walked away for this um
2: so you want to talk about body language here Ben is standing there with his arms physically crossed you know across his body looking down whispering I mean he is for this
0: conversation for
2: this conversation he's not looking at her eyes I mean, he is protecting himself mm. so hard, right? Because and he opens
0: with giving her an out, which felt like a protective move too. He's like, you know, you can tell me to leave. It would make sense if he did. Um, yeah, because he's just realized that that he had fake
2: skin on.
1: Yeah. And guess
2: what? And he's like ripped it off and now he's got this open wound. Yeah, And Felicity doesn't have to deal with him but you know he he, he's here for her and and because of her but he is being really I think protective
0: okay Uh, yeah I think you have a really good metaphor around all this um he's gonna open what after he opens with the, you know, like, you could tell me to leave. And she doesn't tell him to. I mean, obviously, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bring him into this room and kick Noel out to then say, get out of my <laughs> yeah, Like, okay, I think we're past that, but whatever. It, it, the Get out mad. now. I want stew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, make up your mind, Felicity. <laughs> that would be another way that this could play out. Um, then he's going to say, you know, coming to find me in Southampton was amazing. Um, he, he, he compliments the move. He's noting the move it was a big gesture it's um fun. he's done yeah 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 <laughs> which if we're being honest went <laughs> right? a lot worse for him uh you know not only was he sent away he was done so in vigorous violent fashion
1: <laughs> um, yeah
0: um but so he's he's gonna put a finer point he's like, look, I am still confused but what I'm confused about is what I went through with Avery, I saw her die.
2: Well, he says it's one thing to know you're going to die, kind Mm -hmm. of in an abstract sense. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It's another to go through that with another person. Yeah. And that's where I read, like, abstract, yeah, mortality, we're all going to die, versus, oh, no, like, I'm actually – gonna like i'm not gonna be here and i don't know what's gonna happen
0: yeah and i like that he's saying that he's still confused about it like what i'm confused about like in current state of confusion is and then he is able to articulate it for her in a way that i don't know that he's done
2: no he did it to the camera
0: but i I don't know that he's specifically no. said that
2: to I think term. this is the first this is the first time and I mean Felicity has an interesting response she's just not going to address that at all yeah so she's going to say what happened in Southampton Ham- mm-hmm. that's how she <laughs> this this is why she also you know is not maybe the perfect person right but i mean yeah. For this situation, let's say, she's just like, what happened in Southampton? And then he is going to flat out lie to her and say nothing happened in Southampton. I except
0: mean, except that he, I realized I didn't want to be there and that I wanted to be with you. Right. Flat out lie. I think, you know, I think. So I, I think if we're looking for pure honesty and transparency, I think it's an and. I think
2: there was a kiss.
0: Flat out lie of omission. Yeah, I, I think it's an and sort of situation, not an or. So I think it's like, there was a kiss. And what I'm saying about what this meant to me, like the thing that's important is what I just said. I was with Avery when she died. Like, and I realized while there that- I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be here. I think that's true. And well, he omits the kiss. He so... omits the
2: kiss, but I
0: also think he
2: omits the whole part about Avery was really helping me through this.
1: Mm.
2: And, yeah, you know, when I got back, I realized that it wasn't real. And so I want to be here. I don't think that when he was there, he realized he wanted to be with Felicity I don't think he noticed until he got back and got that reaction from Avery about his grade that he realized it
0: I don't know I think we were seeing signs of it the whole time and I think the fact that Avery even coming up the elevator was like you just didn't seem like you wanted to be there for the rest of the visit like
1: well it seemed like he was in his
0: head yeah and
2: which makes complete sense because he'd gone through a traumatic event and he's processing it yeah to me i saw
0: him being in his head for pretty much the whole time there so to me that didn't look like um it didn't look like he went to southampton he was having this great time with avery at all
1: so it's like meh.
2: but he was that that's why i say she's what he needed yeah like she was doing the things that he needed yeah as opposed to you know
0: i think it's uh, also revealing
2: work. your mortality and then you're you know being yeah. like what happened in southampton
0: i think it's good that you're i think it's good you're clocking all of this i think it's good that you're picking up on the fact that he says like the thing i'm confused about is what i went through with avery seeing like that she died and experiencing that with her um and then felicity not even responding to that i think that it just goes to show you that even still in this moment um ben is gonna now just be kind of on an island about this because there isn't really anybody who's he just isn't gonna have that like shoulder to cry on that's gonna understand him
2: and that's the thing is like he could be honest right here like with his words but he's not going to be able to convey what he really means yeah like
0: the outcome of this conversation can be let's get back together let's go to epstein bar um but there is an underlying problem for him in that like she kind of glossed over uh (laughs) a fairly major revelation
2: but he also glossed over you know how like the role avery played in kind of him getting to this point of recovery
1: Mm
2: and he doesn't mention the kiss which i think is a big lie of omission i mean you can say whatever you want about emotional cheating or not i think he didn't know that Avery wasn't the real deal Mm -hmm. until he got home
0: and the other thing that isn't discussed here is that he just walked in on what he walked in on with Nolan Felicity that's true um and I will tell you that all of this stuff is going to come up yeah in the future
2: well Um, I mean, they're showing us these parallels and all the times that Felicity is running to Noel and the relationship remember before when we were talking about what does this look like? Ben and Avery are going off to a game and Noel and Felicity are working together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like
2: that's not a a great view for the future.
0: Yeah. So they're not um omissions won't be omitted forever here. Um so there's that. Uh these are loose threads right now, but they won't be forever loose threads. Um so there, you know, there's at least that component. The more, the more you talk about like I really do wish that we had a Ben and Pavone yeah. episode. Um, you you planted that idea in my mind, and I feel like we've been robbed.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It would have been hard to get one scene.
0: Or in an episode. Like, I guess it would have taken the show into territory that wasn't really the show.
2: Well, and it also would have been, it would have had to be over time. You don't just crack this nut with like one therapy session.
0: Yeah. But man. Um, I know. So, uh, okay. So then the conversation continues. Uh, ben says, you know, I got something when I got back that should have made me happy and it would have, but you weren't there to experience it together. She's like, what? He says, I got my stupid Polly's side grade back got a B minus she lights up yeah you got a B minus
2: right and here's where I'm going to say this and I think we are both like I think we're absolutely going to disagree on this but I think if Avery had known how to react for Ben this would have been a very different outcome I think if Avery had lit lit up and said, you got to be minus, that's so great. And it just shows how susceptible Ben still is to external validation.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, he, he's run back to Felicity to get the reaction that he wanted to make him feel good.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And it, this whole part, him not talking about the kiss, him not talking about Avery, her reaction, the reason that he's there in the first place because of the B minus, the whole thing really uh, rubbed me the wrong way.
0: Okay. Yeah. He is, he is, uh, he's he's going to see this reaction from Felicity. He's going to take it wholesale. He's like, I'm sorry for everything I put you through. Thank you for everything. Um and yeah, he uh, he's all in.
2: I mean, she has to ask, "Are you sure?"
0: He says yes, he gives her a hug. I mean, and what what do we get? We have the carrier Russell Vane. Hmm, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Some yeah. interesting stuff between them um we are going to go back to the loft megan arrives wearing her boots her new boots
2: man are those some boots (laughs) those are some boots
0: yeah she's like let's do another seance that last one went so well i just noticed that um seance sean sean seance seanance what (laughs) the spelling of seance yeah you have to basically write sean
2: huh well, I mean, as long as we're sharing these little things, I noticed, I don't know, a really quite quite a few episodes ago that uh Sean and Megan are SNM.
0: Oh my god. Right, right.
2: <laughs> which I feel like really fits their relationship.
0: Look what's happening here. Yeah, <laughs> so many word plays, so many word plays. Um, yeah. But not everybody clocked the SM of it all or the shantz no. seance.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh she invites him to do another seance. He's like, Seances don't work. She's yeah. like, but what about with the tooth the cheetah, but the poet of the boots? <laughs> He's like, no, they don't work. It didn't work this time. And I'm not paying you back for those boots. Call that a lesson. Mm-hmm. To it's which Megan
2: least. normally would have broken up with him,
0: mm-hmm. but. She's like, it's a lesson for you because I use your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah.
2: So the lesson here is don't give Megan your credit card. Mm-hmm. It's a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So now we're going to head to the final sort of part of this episode where I was hearing the song Happy by Wendy Matthews.
2: I don't know what song I was hearing. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a terrible song, though.
0: To make you happy, really happy, You wishes were granted, but are you happy? So that's a song. Um, that
2: sounds like a really bad song. It's not become, my favorite birth song.
0: Um, Well, let's see. Yeah. Uh, I don't love the song anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> the idea here is felicity is gonna go find noel
2: yeah i mean felicity has gotten back together gotten back together with ben you know to the smell of noel's aunts wafting beef stew yeah and she is gonna show up where noel lives Mm -hmm. to talk to Noel Yeah. and I didn't know where she was going with this because she starts out with what sounds like a few words that aren't I'm sorry Mm -hmm. and she's like I don't think you know and I was like where is this going Mm -hmm. (laughs) um then she's like I don't think you know what it's like to know someone like you I mean she's basically there to tell him she's back together with ben yeah I mean, let's admit that's what this is
0: and it reminded me of um when felicity and noel i think they got back together post eli and he said to her you know something about like uh it means a lot to me to know someone like you. No, not someone like you. You. Hmm. I, the beginning of that wasn't quite right, but the ending of it was the point yeah. where he he ends up with someone like you, and then you're like, no, 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 correction. Not someone like you. You. Yeah. She really called back to that for me and hmm. my brain, but she leaves it at someone like you. I
2: thought about when she went to Ben's door to yell at him Mm -hmm. for leading her on or whatever it was,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: just because of, I don't know, the fact, I guess, that it was in a doorway. And Mm -hmm. um, because this is the part where i can't believe it it is no longer believable to me that she doesn't know how Noel feels because she's Mm -hmm. going to his door and softening it starting out and softening it by saying like you're such a great like person um you know you mean so much to me but she's really there to hold on to him Mm -hmm. as this friend because as she says like I don't know what I'd do without you like you don't show up for something like that if if you don't know how he feels and you don't say it this way and you don't say it this way if you're a really good friend because if you know how he feels and you're basically there to break his heart then saying, I don't know what I do without you is like, again, you know, him not moving to Seattle. It's like,
0: yeah, what are you doing? I, I, for me, it's still kind of ambiguous how much she's really thinking about the situation. Like when in the prior scene with him, he starts to go into his, um, you know, I, I need to tell you something and, you know, I don't want you to feel weird about this. I was trying to read her face. And for me, I couldn't make out what that expression was. I couldn't. It read a little thought, too blank for me to be able to pick up on what I thought she was thinking.
2: I, I got an oh shit kind of look like, a, oh, this is happening now. Like I, I thought she knew what was coming. And didn't I, want it to come.
0: I wasn't sure that she knew what was coming. I felt that she was sort of like bracing herself for something. Cause that's how something would start if it's like a lot, but, um, I, I am still willing to have Uh, well, it's a weird way to, for me to start it because it's like a dip- disappointing assessment. But um, I'm I'm still sort of on in the camp where maybe she's too selfish or like in her own head and too wrapped up in her own dynamic with Ben to see what's happening with Noel. And I I kind of feel like I I kind you know uh earlier this season when she was like I was too busy with my own stuff to see what was happening with Julie I feel like she's gonna end up I don't know I feel like she's doing the same thing here where Noel is telegraphing a lot to us and he's actually telegraphing a lot to her and I think she's being oblivious or maybe she does know but I I don't feel that I know for sure either way
2: to me this reads like molly it reads like when molly walked in the door knowing that ben and felicity wanted to kick james out and Mm -hmm. she starts off saying how wonderful he thinks they are i mean i just call bullshit on this it's she knows that he loves her i don't think she's intentionally trying to hold him back she knows she's hurting him but i you know I think the result is she's holding him back Mm -hmm. and then I put a little asterisk and I put run Noel with an exclamation point
0: Noel's dying a bit here a lot um so it's not doesn't feel good but then we're going to get to a montage of people eating food yeah uh we're going to start with Sean and Megan eating fondue
2: they both look happy
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Elena and DeForest eating sushi. Also happy. Molly and Noel eating, I think that's pasta.
2: Very sad.
0: Ben and Felicity eating burgers at Epstein Bar.
2: Very happy. Re- reaching out, touching him, laughing. I mean, Felicity is super happy and Noel is super
0: sad. And Ben and Ben also um is is laughing and smiling. And I, I honestly forgot he could make those expressions. Like when I actually saw him looking her in the eyes and laughing and talking with her in an animated way, it occurred to me that it's been a minute.
2: See, and I don't think it has because I thought he had those same expressions, which is why I was calling them the Felicity smiles. It's like he, it goes to his whole face. like. It, it, he can't control them it goes up into his like forehead and his eyebrows and he like gets all shy about it and he was doing that with avery for episodes
0: but that's the thing i saw something very different from him here where he was physically leaning forward and he didn't look shy um i i uh saw the quality of his reaction like this this was not a thing i feel like i've seen from him since oh boy I shouldn't have started the sentence that way because i can't even think of (laughs) well i when i
2: might know what you mean like it's definitely a different reaction like when they were in in his room when they were in bed together and they were laughing
0: yeah yeah maybe one of those scenes would have been would have been gosh
1: it's
2: been a while
0: it's been a minute but you're right i think we've seen those those like intimate moments in bed have probably been
2: and it's like that, but it's not. It's not like they're like get, getting it on. It's like they're just sitting there and talking, and like she's leaning against him and fitting, you know, perfectly the pieces together, and they're laughing, and it's just easy. And the what you say a lot of the time, like that lived-in feeling, which is not what it was with Avery. It was the early
0: you know um because like I'm thinking about the stuff that's happened this season and we've had so much Ben's dad stuff that was really rough that like Mm. I've just been sort of looking back at some of the units of measurement I've been using like there was definitely a moment of connection in the living room bathtub situation so like (laughs) yeah they they definitely connected uh at at the end of that episode for sure when you start looking at season three mm. he had a lot of really rough moments with his dad
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you know we, we get into the the shooting of it all and we get into the uh anxious over felicity's mom of it all mm-hmm. i mean it's been a rough go for ben this season three here
2: which is maybe another reason he
0: turned to Avery goodness. Well, I mean, look, that's our episode. I mean, okay, fish. Mm-hmm. Who's the worst? Yeah, we're, we're heading into our you're the worst segment.
2: Oh, very nice. Thank okay. you. I was missing that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I just like to point out. This is my segment. <laughs> so feel free to at me. But Felicity, you're the worst. Ben is treating you like shit and realizing his mortality is not an excuse, but at least it's an explanation. You're treating Noel like shit. And how can I explain that away? I can almost pretend that you don't really know how he feels. So he decided not to move to Seattle right after you said it would suck if he did. Coincidence? He's always checking in on you, there to support you, cooking for you, everything he can do to make you happy while Ben is off being uncommunicative, confused, and cheating on you and then lying to you about it. All right, maybe he's just a good friend. A good friend that you can't see is painfully, slowly dying inside. But the thing is, once Ben came back and you went to Noel's door to tell him you were there to break his heart again. And you knew it. You didn't come in. You said how great he was. You saw his face when he talked about you not needing the breakup kit anymore. You don't know what you do without him. Really? You're surrounded by friends. You have a great support network. You have Ben. You were out that night laughing and touching him. Felicity, you're a great girl, but you're greedy. You can't have them both because you'll always be hurting one of them. If you've made your choice and it's Ben, then you've got to let Noel go. As good as it feels to have another person in love with you, a plan B, if you will, if you were a true friend, you'd let Noel get on with his life in Seattle with a great job and someone who can romantically love him back. Stop messing with the boy's heart. His Felicity, it makes you the worst.
0: Felicity, you're the worst.
2: Yep. Uh, As I said, you can at me. I get it. It's probably not the episode you wanted to have her be the worst, but I've already done, Avery. And um, honestly,
0: I don't think she was, She. I thought she was the worst. I, I agree with many of your points here. I am concerned for the future because she's going to do a lot of, she's going to keep doing this type of thing okay I have a feel I have a feeling <laughs> she would
1: right where do you I go mean, from here fish yeah um, because
2: th- how do you have a love triangle without
0: one of its points um so you have a love line and that doesn't make any sense um yeah, yeah well gosh yeah uh I well, don't know is how much, she doesn't I don't, know what to do I don't know how much you're gonna get added for that I don't know I mean it is funny to me how much feedback we received about everybody else <laughs> you know like people yeah. had a lot to say about Avery about mm-hmm. Ben and about Noel but what did mm-hmm. they actually say about Felicity and I think you're absolutely right that Felicity is culpable and a number of things I think uh you know both in how she is actively being with Noel and, uh, I really like your point about how she like, isn't able to pick up what Ben's putting down around. She knows that the experience was something right, but she doesn't know what, and she, and, and even when Ben articulates it for her, that like, actually, yeah, the saw her die, that was a big deal. And she can't really come up with a response on it. so. I think even in that situation, she's falling really short. But I, uh, that I don't fault her for not having a lived experience to match Ben's. But I do think for a person who's so apt and prone to research things, why doesn't she do that in situations like this when it took her a minute to research a darn thing about alcoholism for his dad? Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just, she
2: has a perfectly good dr pavone just sitting there
0: yeah yeah she has have a discussion with and we also know that she's the kind of person who often likes to do research by having conversations with people Mm -hmm. and there's probably options for that you know so like yeah um it's tough it's tough let's let's hold felicity accountable let's hold her feet to the fire i like what you did there fish yeah now, of course, we've already had our favorite segment, which is, you know, uh, deflates me at this point in the conversation, When we yeah. really be able to look forward to that. But if you would like us to read comments from you in future, after you listen to this tape, you have to erase its segments. All you have to do is tell us what you want us to say. <laughs> so send <laughs> us your feedback. Write to us at Melissafish at gmail.com melissa with one l two s's the melissa fish at gmail.com that's how you do that um but in the meantime you and i can rate this episode fish mm-hmm. did you want to start or do you want me to start where do you want to go with it
2: i feel like i've gone first the last few times so why don't you go ahead
0: yeah i've been sneaky like that okay so <laughs> i rated th- this one was an obvious rating system for me uh but the rating itself was tricky so the unit of measurement is Eunice Crane's beef stews.
2: Oh, I, I mean, I was hoping it would be something out of the breakup box. Yeah. If yeah. not the box itself. Eunice Crane's beef
0: stews. I mean, come on. Uh, Okay. I, um, I've been a little bit all over the place in my mind with what I wanted to do with this, but I'm taking a stand. Take the stand. Okay. I'm going to go bold and big on this one. Do and it. I don't even know if I agree with myself. <laughs> i'm going with 9.1 eunice crane beef stews wow why a lot
2: of beef stew
0: i don't know um
2: (laughs) i feel like more often than not you now don't know (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) the here's the thing the there were parts of this episode that i don't love around like i don't know if i love everything that i got with elena I don't know if I love all of the dialogue they gave me for Sean. But despite the fact that there are parts of this episode that are much weaker for me than others. The breakup kit is so iconic. Like. uh, This. Look at how much we had to say.
2: I know this is definitely our longest podcast in a long time. In a while.
0: And I thought it might be. And. It's also the it's also the episode where we were able to concentrate most of our feedback from the audience around these plot lines for Avery and Noel and Ben. And I think there's a reason for that. And I have a feeling that this will be the type of episode of our podcast where people will kind of tune in more. Um, I, I'm guessing because i think they remember this episode and i remember this episode and i think there are great moments of acting and really iconic just like the box of breakup kit stuff you know like there's just something about it and the the pain in noel's face and the the struggling and the going on location to avery's house and seeing her in her element and you know felicity doing a, a similar move to what Ben did last season, right around this time in the, in the sequence of episodes, um, you know, of, of going to him, you know, get traveling to him to make a plea. Um, I just, I, whatever you can say about this episode, there are things that you don't really forget. And I think when you look through the list Of episode titles when you see the breakup kit you know what this episode is and i i wanted to reward it for that so 9.1 out of 10 eunice crane's beef stews nice very good i have no idea where you're gonna go with this
2: yeah um i mean here's the thing about this episode i think there were an unusually high number of just brilliant acting moments mm. so I really appreciated that about it I do agree that you know the the Sean and Megan seance pickle stuff was kind of law um but I remembered Keenan. Mm-hmm. so since I know that's actually going to go somewhere um I act and I I think it's an interesting plot line. Um, I actually enjoyed that it, that introduction because mm-hmm. it also helped me remember Molly. <laughs> After mm-hmm. all this time, I now remember her. Uh, loved all of the architecture around the house. I mean, I really did like exploring that. And even though, again, I I don't love what a lot of, the characters are doing to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think they're the show is tackling some very difficult things and showing us something that is real and, and some real reactions around it. I at least to me, you know, the way that that it read to me felt very genuine
1: mm-hmm.
2: in how flawed all these human beings are
0: yeah
2: um and that is life i mean unless you're a psychopath like we're Avery. looking at
1: you Avery.
2: <laughs> you know you don't always have the perfect response Yeah. um so you know overall i really liked it i actually think the breakup kit part of it wasn't even the best part Mm -hmm. of the show um it was all the stuff with with Ben and Avery and and Felicity I mean I just the heartbreak with Noel hurts though that is rough so I mean besides the Megan and Sean stuff there isn't that much that I don't like about it um but I I not going to go as high as you did I'll give it an 8.5
0: whoa okay loves
2: I did very much enjoy this episode um but it's one of those things where I can love you but not love what you're doing at this moment Felicity uh-huh. and Ben and Noel yeah. Avery I don't yeah I love to not like or hate whatever
0: yeah yeah I appreciate you. I appreciate you and your whole vibe. So, the, um that was one of our stronger episodes, I think, yeah. between the two of us. Um, Yeah. And look, we, again, we'd love to hear from all of you listening. Write to us at melissafish at gmail.com. Also, if you want to get into the conversation, talk with other people who love the show felicity go find us on instagram at felicity podcast or if you're thinking to yourself when of these people when did melissa and fish drop new episodes of this podcast how can i be sure that i see them when they land or hear them when they land that they reach my ear holes in some way well <laughs> the way you do that is by signing up for our newsletter so if, you know if you check wherever you're listening to this podcast for now look for the show notes and the link to sign up for the newsletter is in the show notes. That's how you find it. Um, so while you're there, if you have the option to rate and review the podcast, go ahead and do that because it just makes it easier for other people to find it. Other people who could be your friends talking about the show with all of us. So that is all that housekeeping. Now, the next episode is called Senioritis.
1: Aha. Uh-huh.
0: Niche. what do you think that one's about?
2: <laughs> Clearly a bunch of senior citizens come to see Ruby and her baby. No, wait. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember senioritis. Yeah. It was like a whole semester of not giving an F about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's, I mean, I feel like these people still care about their, well, noel is the only senior right correct okay so it's got to be Noel not caring about his grades I guess maybe he gets a job and like knows what he's gonna do and then doesn't care about his grades anymore um I because the rest of them are juniors junioritis doesn't
0: make any sense doesn't make any sense at all no nobody's ever said that
2: no I feel like this has to be told normal... this moment. That's an original
0: yeah. word. <laughs> <There you
2: go>. <laughs> <laughs> junioritis. Point here. Mm-hmm. Also known as not making it into college or any other <laughs> career path you wanted.
0: Yeah. Um. It's like, uh, it's basically just avoidance yeah. of real responsibility. <laughs> that is going to impact your life forever. Yes. That's what junioritis would be.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like,
0: why did it all not work out for you in life? Well, I had junioritis and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing went my way. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I lost um, all momentum. It's weird though. So we're going to have like a very null heavy episode after this one. I don't know. That feels weird.
0: Oh, it feels weird. Like like they've ever been good at doing B and C i'm just re-hitting. saying
2: like i i would have wanted to continue this stuff with ben and felicity like i don't know they're together again but i guess i guess it's gonna be sad because noel's sad i don't know maybe he'll meet someone named lauren maybe lauren is ruby's baby does everyone hate ruby's <laughs> baby <laughs> wow you us do this again all the way off the rails uh yeah okay all right first I thought Avery was Ruby's baby now maybe Lauren's Ruby's baby I don't know
0: yeah well who knows maybe some of what you said will come to pass we'll just see we'll see how it is I think it's worth pointing out that this season is a bit shorter than the others this one clocks in at a cool 17 episodes Hmm. um and we this one was what episode 14 yeah so I think it's one thing I just am theorizing is like I wonder if the Avery stuff was meant to be longer and got condensed or if um yeah I mean we have another episode with her but uh I want to say the first half of the season was normal length because um, okay. So if I just look at the problem is that I have all yeah. of these in my notes as my episode ratings, So I have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics. Well, we
2: had that huge break between December and like April.
0: Yeah. So episode 11 was Paul Conrad's. So I think that was the holiday episode because that's when Felicity's mom was back. So, Uh, this is about the amount of mental gymnastics I need to do when I'm uh, figuring out my notes. Um, So that was episode 11. So that would have put us on track to have a first half of 11 episodes and a second half of another 11, which could have brought us to the normal count of about 22. That's about where we've been landing. So the second half of this season has been truncated. Hmm. And, uh, I don't know if we are feeling that or if we're going to feel that when we get to the end of the last, you know, end of episode 17. But it was just something I was thinking about there. Cause I, uh, I wonder, I wonder what was crammed together. Or
2: completely left out
0: or completely left out to arrive at A quite shorter back half of the season like five Mm. episodes ish is quite a lot
1: of road
0: to run you know to run out of so but we um, also
2: have to remember that season 14 is a season 14 season four is about the same length minus the extra episodes that were just added on
0: yeah that's true so yeah.
1: hmm
0: yes which I find way more problematic about season four and I'm not sure I find it problematic about season three but but we'll have to see uh as we get to these final episodes of this season do we feel like we're noticing um an issue in the amount of compressed time that they were given for this I will definitely have a problem with it in season four.
2: Yes. You have said
0: they they attempt to do a (laughs) storyline that they shouldn't be able to do in the amount of time that they are given. And that disrupts everything for me, but I don't know that they back themselves into a corner that much. with what they've been trying to build this season. So I don't know. We'll need to see.
2: Well, we've got three
0: episodes left to find out. That's the truth. Well, I can't imagine there's a single other thing (laughs) that we could possibly say about the breakup kit. Am I right, Fish? I think you're right. Okay. Well, until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye.
2: Bye, everyone.